Hello, this is Becky Cloonan, and you are listening to Top 5 Comic Podcasts. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast, people talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the Master of Disaster, Josh45. Hello. And the second suitor, Mr. Tyler Brown. Hello there. And I'm CBS. Hello there. Hello there. Let's see, today, today we're doing episode number 195. Yeah. And today we're going to be over She-Hulk from Disney Plus. And then maybe a little bit of Werewolf by Night, because we haven't all seen it. Maybe. My bad. Oh, you're good. Uh, then we, after all that, we have an interview with uh, Bart Shears from the uh, Colorado Springs Comic Con 2022. So we'll run that after all that. Uh, you should know him from uh, Brutes and Babes back in the old Wizard days and New, uh, Mutant X and all kind, a bunch of X-Men books, actually, and a bunch of Marvel stuff and a bunch of Valiant stuff, XO and whatnot. Anyway, great dude. Um, so that we'll run that interview after all that. Uh, before all that... Do we have any news? What's in the news? Well, there's a couple really big things, but I don't want to start with that. Um, so I'll do a couple comic thing, comic book things. Uh, so one of the first things comic book related. Uh, Dynamite Comics has announced that they're going to be doing a new Darkwing Duck comic book series, which I think that's pretty cool. Uh, it's got a uh, writer Amanda died uh, Didert on it, and uh, the artist is going to be Carlo uh, Laro. So as far as team, I mean, that seems like a pretty cool team. It's neat that uh, they're doing a bunch of, well, a couple of different Disney projects over there now, because they've got Gar- Gargoyles, which is going to come out, um, which is a continuation, which we mentioned that last episode. Uh, but now we have the new uh, Darkwing Ducks, so that should be pretty cool. They've got a bunch of covers, and of course they all look great, so I think that'll be neat to see. I, I like Darkwing Ducks, so. Who doesn't? I mean, that's a good question. Darkwing Duck's cool. Um, the Batman's GCPD series spinoff apparently isn't dead. Um, so apparently Matt Reeves is kind of shopping a couple ideas around to a couple of different people. Um, the GC, this is a quote from IGN, um, from him. The GCPD thing, that story has, uh, that story has story kind of evolved, he said in a March interview. Um, we're actually now, um, more in the realm of ex- realm of exactly what would happen in the world of Arkham. Um, from there, um, just a leading into that same news story, really, is that he is kind of um, shopping multiple ideas um, for... I'm trying to find the article, I'm sorry. For other Batman villains. So, series... He's doing the Penguin, obviously, um, but he apparently wants to do a bunch more with that universe and with the news of other things, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, <clears throat> While the director is already working on Penguin series and an Arkham Asylum series, Reeves is reportedly meeting with other writers and directors to build out other movies focused on Batman villains like Scarecrow, Clayface, Prof- and Professor Pig. Um, I'm super excited about something like that because I'm... 
everything with Batman's always Joker, 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 over and over and over again. And I get it, he's like the main dude, but there's so many people in Batman's rogue galleries that are so much fun. Clayface being one of my favorites, Scarecrow, Professor Pig's awesome. Um, so hopefully he can, Matt Reeves can kind of make his own universe and kind of do justice where, um, the TV show Gotham was kind of campy and, it had moments, but yeah. Yeah, su- super, super can- It did have moments that were okay, yeah, but hopefully maybe in that world of the new Batman, the Batman, um, we get we get some pretty cool stuff out of it. I don't really have anything. I was going to say, Josh doesn't care. He doesn't. No, I just, I mean, I don't really have anything. Oh, news-wise? I have one little thing, but it's not oh. as big as, like, the DC stuff, so. Gotcha. We can talk about the DC stuff. Um, well, I got one more piece, like, the Batman Spawn. That's coming out here in uh, October on the third. Oh, no, not October, December thirteenth. Uh, so the new Batman Spawn has finally revealed almost all the covers. Um, so if you Google it now, you can see cover like A through T. Um, pretty cool. It's going to be uh, Tar McFarlane and uh, Greg Capullo doing it. So you got Greg drawing it and Todd inking it and writing it. So you have the best of Batman and Spawn. So it should be fantastic. When it comes to covers, there's a slew of them. The Jim Lee cover is so cool, and they just revealed it maybe like on Mondays, like four days ago, which is super annoying because the order cutoffs for stores were two days ago. So that's annoying. So you won't get a Jim Lee cover? Well, no, we ordered them. We oh, okay. ordered them blind faith, but it's Jim Lee. So I mean, yeah, there's only been a few covers that I was ever like cringy with them. Like, sure, everything the dude does, even if it's repurposed, yeah, it's is usually brilliant. Usually good. Yeah. So. To know what to expect, I mean, he's but he's a different name in the industry with that. So, like, if it's a Jim Lee cover, even if it's repurposed, and just like with Mike Turner, like the stuff those guys have done, very few things are questionable. I think the only thing I was re- ever really cringed at in the recent memory was they did a uh, DC cover where it was a recreation of a older cover that was inked by an older inker, and that particular cover with, with Jim working on it didn't look the way I feel like it should have looked. Mm. And uh, he, Jim's not really, as far as a, an artist, he's not really known for just like inking skills. The sure. guy's great at sure. everything. But the way that cover was designed, I don't want to speak ill of the man because it's not like the art was bad by any means. It just, it did not look the way I was hoping it would look. But everything else guy does is fantastic. So when it comes to just Jim doing Jim and whoever works behind him does just fine. So, sure. But yeah, a couple of really cool covers. Even if you're not a Spawn fan, uh, Google and look at the covers. They're 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 great. Uh, we got a first look. I'm going to talk about this forever, so um, you guys are going to get sick of me talk, talking about it. But I'm super excited. Um, Amazon put out for the 25th anniversary of uh, Fallout. Um, a new still came out from the show, and it looks. Um, it's just a still, but man, does it look cool. Um, <clears throat> again, having you know faith in. You know what Amazon's done so far. You know with a bunch of their streaming stuff. Um, I'm super stoked for the show, and it uh, it's just a it's just a photo of kind of the vault door opening, um, which is a really really big moment in a lot of people who've ever played Fallout. It's kind of the defining moment in that in that game. So yeah, check that out. Fallout's uh, good stuff. Fallout TV show. Heck yeah. I don't really have anything else like crazy news wise by any means. So we're gonna talk about the DC thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to, that's the next. Th- if we don't have anything else on the palette, then that's the next thing. Oh, I was. I thought we'd start with the bigger stuff, and I'd, okay, I'll I'll do my. Kel Mitchell released a new video showing the Good Burger Two script. Oh really? Oh neat. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. 
I'm in on that. Yeah. I think that, that's cool. Welcome yeah. to good. Very Tokyo good. Kill will both be in it, so. That's also cool. Man, yeah, I had no idea that was happening at all. Man, you're behind the times. That's not true. He is today. You're behind the times, yeah. bro. That's what happens when you go to work. We all work. That's not, that's yeah. not an excuse. Yeah. I'm still in my work clothes. That's true. <laughs> Cheers to you, sir. Happy to be here. So, so this morning, on, on I was yeah, yeah. Work, and then uh, here, here you are at night, mm-hmm. performing like a champ. You better believe it. Heck yeah. I'm not messing around, man. I'm tough. All right, do it. The DC announcement? Do it. So a better part of like a day and a half ago, it showed up in the news that uh, Mr. James Gunn and uh, Peter Safran, uh, Safran have been made cho- co-chairs of the DC Film and Animation Department for Warner Brothers. So job-wise, they basically gave the keys of the kingdom to James Gunn and told Peter to figure out a way to make it happen. Because Peter is mostly a producer. He, yeah, from from everything I'm reading, he's going to be kind of in charge of financial stuff. Right. And James is going to be the creative stuff. It also says that DC um, Films will no longer be that called that. It will be Correct. called DC Studios. Right. So. So take another page from the Marvel Studios, making a DC Studios. It's about time. Oh. Pretty much everything is going to be considered the same universe except for the Joker movie and the, the Batman. Batman. Correct. Which is interesting, too. And that, that makes sense for both those. But that might also be part of why, if this was something that was coming already, maybe that's part of why the, all the shutdowns of all the other stuff happened. I don't think it was coming already. That guy took over, which is the, oh, yeah, yeah. the, the Discovery head. Oh, and he's the only I'll guy do, that, I'll do it. Go ahead. He's the only guy that they, he answers, that they all answer to. David Zlav. Z-O-S-L-A-V. Zlav. Discovery CEO. Yeah, ever like Gun and what's his name only answered to him. Yeah, which so. is pretty awesome. Which I love Gun. So no, yeah. Well, when it comes to production wise, I mean that guy's this just the stuff he's done already. I mean the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, fantastic. That Guardians trailer looks for the Christmas special. Yep, fantastic. Looks amazing. Peacemaker and, was amazing. Oh yeah, Peacemaker is great. I mean we we talked about that on the show actually. Sure. So. Go back a few episodes if you want to hear about Peacekeeper because it's great. Peacemaker, Suicide, does, what did I say? Keeper, Peacemaker. Yes, the John <laughs> yes. Cena character. Correct. So John Cena, mm-hmm. go back and look at that episode. It's like five, six episodes ago, maybe more than that. Seven, eight. I don't remember. Times a flat circle. Yeah, that's true. So I think all that's awesome, and like his his work, even the Suicide Squad, I like a lot. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to shaking the tree, there, man. Marvel really didn't know what they were doing when they were like, maybe we'll lay you off. That was the one thing I wanted to kind of, I think I did put it in our chat. And that was like, I I was like, I bet Disney's kind of kicking themselves. I mean, they have Feige, obviously, who's their boy. But, I mean, they could have had someone to pass the baton to or, you know, maybe had him do, you know, some other projects or whatever. But I do think that Disney's going, oh, man, what a bummer. You know, I mean, they get him for the next Guardians, obviously. But after after that. After that, it's you know he's he's going to be wrapped up in DC stuff. Guardian Three is pretty much wrapped filming, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's done filming. Yeah. I think it's just production stuff because they were doing part of that at the same time the Christmas special was happening. So, as far as stuff that work wise, other than whatever it goes on in post for it, I, th- I yeah, I'd say if it's not close, it's probably it may very well be done already. 
So, I mean, that's really cool, too. Until they start putting out some decent decent uh, stuff, I haven't been a big fan of much that Marvel's been putting out lately. So, we've been kind of let right. down, as we'll get into tonight. Sure. I I, I don't think it's probably in that same boat, but that's all right. What was the last movie? From, from Marvel? Yeah. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. You liked that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So, it's just been the TV stuff that you... Yeah. I they mean, haven't put out a ton of films, though. Yeah, it's been a while. For I didn't like Eternals at all. I thought it was garbage. Ooh, man, that's a tough one. Yeah, Eternals um, rough, yeah. It, yeah it, it, it is. It's rough. It's tough to watch. What else has come out? Yeah, that's what... Shang-Chi. Oh, I like Thor. Thor, yeah. Shang-Chi. Yeah. I like Thor a lot. Thor, Rich. Love, and Thunder. Shang-Chi's not, not great, yeah. Is that right? Ragnarok. Uh, everything else has been TV shows, though. Oh. Ragnarok's the old... Not or not Ragnarok, yeah, sorry. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, yeah. Yeah, Love and Thunder. So, if... if those, there's more, though. I can't think of what the other ones are. Are you talking about the, just the most recent F- films? Those would be the most recent films. I mean, Morbius came out in Venice. Oh, Ooh, Spider-Man was Mor- good. But Morbius isn't one of theirs. Oh, Spider-Man, that's true. But isn't it, fall, it, it falls under the umbrella, I think technically. It, I, no, I, does it, though? Because it's Sony. No, it doesn't. It's still Marvel, technically. No, yeah. it's Marvel-Sony. It's Sony that put it together, not Marvel. It's not the MCU. Correct. The um, Spider-Man movies are... Sony, everything else they do, Venom, Morbius, all that. Well, stuff I know. I'm just them. saying. I feel. Like, I feel like they probably like consulted it somehow. Well, they have their name on it loosely, but it's not stuff that they're connected to. I mean, when it comes to film franchises, those movies aren't considered part of the MCU as a whole. Which I mean, whatever. When it comes to movies or whatever, or aren't they? No, they're not. Or aren't they? They're not. Okay. Well, at the end of the movies, the catches say otherwise. Which catch are you talking about? The one at the end of Venom? The one with the... Oh, goodness. That led it to the other movie. Yeah. So they're, te- they're connected. No, they're separate universes. He was pulled into this to, to the proper a, It's a multiverse, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the whole thing is about. They're all connected now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, but... You, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. It's fine. No, you're wrong. When it comes to story elements, none of those story elements apply to the Marvel Universe. That Venom... Outside of that cameo appearance in two movies, doesn't exist in proper Marvel ca- Marvel canon. Neither do the X Men yet. No, they don't. But the thing is, yet. Well, I mean, you could say the Fox is its own universe too. Then has a Marvel banner on it. Doesn't apply exactly. Yet. At some point, they have to show up. Miss Marvel's one, right? There you go. So at some point, they have to show up. What do you mean, Miss Marvel's one? Come She's on, a come mutant. On. She's a mutant. Oh. So, I mean, we have that, I guess. Yeah, that was pretty terrible, too. It's a different style show. I still haven't watched it. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't miss much. They made her Green Lantern. Back to DC. Right. Another article I read yesterday said that Ben Affleck is interested in coming back. So, what I, th- after doing a lot of reading, and obviously this is all opinion and, and hearsay, but. Warner Brothers seems like before they were purchased, they were like, we need to step away from this Snyder universe and just, you know, reboot and do whatever we need to do. And now it seems after watching Black Adam yesterday that Warner Brothers slash Discovery, I should just say Discovery because that's that's kind of who's in charge, um, is leaning into it and going, hey, we have the base. We can do what we tried and kind of take that base and move forward with it. So I think that's great. It'll be interesting to see how they iron it out. I don't necessarily know if we're going to go hit the direction of his uh, his future, 
But as far as like pieces, I mean, it's great to have Cabell back because that's just fantastic. I mean, I do put up a uh, video up on, I think it was, I think it was Instagram. But yes, he did officially. Now, he did officially announce. Where he's yeah. like, yeah, and there's plenty, there's plenty more coming for me, mm-hmm. which I think is great. I mean, that's awesome. So as far as pieces in the world are concerned, I mean, all they need to do is give 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 him Superman's heart. Everything else is perfect. I mean, when it comes to script and dialogue, that's not Cavill's fault. Oh, agreed, agreed. That's bad filmmaking or I, bad writing. I blame Josh Whedon myself, but yeah, when it comes to shake between those two things, he's he even in the Snyder cut version, we don't get a Superman that has the hope in him. Don't the you, same way he should. Don't don't you blasphemy. I'm just saying blasphemy. it's not there. He looks awesome, and he looks tough, and he has a great grimace. And I don't mean the guy from McDonald's. That was hilarious. Only me? Yeah. People at home are like, yeah. No, they're they're not. I hope People at home on their transistor radios. (laughs) I hope they are. If you don't listen to WCBS and all my (laughs) sweet jokes. (laughs) Dad jokes for days. Someone's got to have them, right? That's true. I know. I do every now and then. Every once in a while. Yeah, every, every once, once in a while. Some good ones, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm excited for the James Gunn thing. I think it's great. And uh, hopefully, like I said, we can move forward and get this Warner Brother monkey off of our back and, you know, continue forward and do, hopefully do something. You know, I've said it before, you know, even if they did something as a quarter of good, you know, as quarter of as good as uh, Marvel, I mean, I would be stoked. You know, you've seen this, this winning... Um, formula you know that they've had for years and hopefully they can uh, follow suit well i feel like black adam fits in that category i mean as far as a win i did like it yeah me too uh, what i what i i wanted to talk to you about it but i didn't i didn't want to put it in text because i was like this is too long to talk about but i feel like i step away and have stepped away from many many dc films going oh that was a great start oh it's a good start it's a good start it's a good start and then you never get a pay off like you do, you know, with Avengers Endgame or, you know, um, so hopefully this is a good start <laughs> and a restart <laughs> of, you know, what, what, what's to come. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you call it a, as far as a restart, I wouldn't necessarily say that's what it is, but yeah, I think it's a good step forward. I mean, when it comes to connections, when we get to the next Shazam movie, I, I will have to see what that does. And depending on what happens with the debacle that is Flashpoint. Hmm. I, I think that's what that's built to be, and whether that means Ezra Miller needs to get sentenced to however many years in prison, so we can calm him down in the media and then release it later, because they've already pushed it back and they pushed Aquaman back. Mm-hmm. And as far as like reasoning, there's a, eight billion reasons why. I mean, money first because they're in debt really bad. Yeah, there you go. Uh, two, not trying to compete against Marvel movies in the same month, which mm-hmm. is smart in general. Mm. So Marvel really shouldn't compete against Marvel, but they did that too them, themselves. So like, it's a bad idea to do that. Well, in replacing, uh, why? Batman from Batgirl, sorry, <laughs> with uh, Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton. Jeez, oh, Michael I, Keaton. That would not. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, Michael Keaton no longer is going to have a spot in Aquaman two. Well, I think that makes sense, actually. Yeah, it, yeah, they're yeah. So makes more sense to me than not. Like, I'm kind of surprised. Like, with all the talk, whenever whenever they start talking about him coming back to do Batman stuff, and I know it's because there's a mess over there right now. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this gets ironed out. And for my, Flashpoint, it makes sense, right? Like, Flashpoint, it, yeah, makes perfect it makes sense. sense. But when you bring it in, oh, now we're going to have Michael Keaton, you know, show up in other films. It's like, well, wait a minute, 
Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to work. Doesn't make any sense for the grand scheme of things. At least, at least not from a, nor- a standpoint that would make sense right now. Right now, if you're trying to say it was Thomas Wayne and you put him in a bunch of movies, sure. Like, oh, I mean, okay, I guess, but that still seems like something that would make no sense. Well, if you're going to do that, you need Jeffrey Dean Morgan because hundred percent. Yeah, if you're going to cast somebody to play that part, it, it, he already he already played Thomas Wayne. He yeah, exactly. It was amazing. It was great for the three seconds of it. Yeah, it was still great. There would have been so good. I agree. I mean, he was. He was great. Thomas, Thomas, that, that might be my favorite Batman, actually. Thomas Wayne? Yeah, from Flashpoint, yeah. That might be. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, he's, so he's, awesome. He's, he's definitely a different ball of nuts. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, the, the the other side of things for movies, I mean, how we haven't seen more teased about the idea or anything really, like, actually real about a Batman Beyond movie, it blows my mind. Well, because they, why do they need to make it bad? They haven't made anything else good hardly for a while. They need to focus on the core characters first. That's why. Don't just make a Batman Beyond movie when you haven't even made a decent Batman movie. Part of the, mar- part of the DC, like, cinematic universe, you haven't made a, I mean, the Batman doesn't count. Oh, I agree. 100%. So they haven't made a proper Batman film, so why are you going to make a Batman Beyond film? Because you don't need anything else to make Batman Beyond. It can be its own thing by itself. But no, it's not you as many people Justice know about League. Batman Beyond as you, don't you, need as you would think. You don't need anything else. Okay, I get it. But you're not listening to me. Just like a Batgirl movie, why are you making these secondary character movies when you haven't even made the primary ones yet? Well, arguably, I can agree with that about Batgirl, sure. But it's it's kind of like, why are you putting an, out an Aquaman 2 when you haven't even made a Superman 2? Superman's your flagship character. Batman's your flagship character. And as much as I talk about how I'm like I'm way over Batman... Like, cause he's in every, it's all about Batman, Batman, Batman. Like, he's your flag, one of your two flagship characters. Like, he's, like. Well, the Trinity, yo. Batman, Superman. So you have, you made a proper Batman film. And Batman v Superman isn't a Batman film. Agreed. No, Like, Justice League isn't a Batman film. They're like a, like a conglomeration film. They're a team up film. You know, like, but we've gotten a Wonder Woman one. We've gotten Wonder Woman two. You have Aquaman one. You have Man of Steel one. Um, where's your bat? Where's your Batman in that universe, and why haven't they made a, a standalone Batman film? Now, at the you, time, well, the reason it didn't happen is because Ben Affleck was going through rehab and a divorce and losing his mind. That's why it didn't happen. That's true. Okay, but that's been like years and years and years ago. Yeah, nothing's happened since then. Well, in the I meantime, they, yeah, he because he, they decided to. They, yes, they, why? That's why. Well, they, it's because they decided to make a, a super lame um, other Batman movie and spend all their time and effort on that, and like be like, we're just going to make a bunch of standalone films instead, instead of making it a whole universe. And again, I think that's where where we're coming to a crossroads you right. know, with with this new news. Is and that, I get it, and and, that, and that's what this what's this whole news is like. Go back to the basics, but again that. What and what that's exactly what I'm saying is like going back to basics, CBS saying, Well, wh- why haven't they made a Batman Beyond film? I was like, I don't think Batman Beyond is going to be that popular of a film. And in the process of things that they had already been set in motion, if you're putting Michael Keaton in a bunch of movies, bringing him back as Batman, no, I, I see that I, makes the most sense. I see what you're saying, but like the bat, I mean, but Batman Beyond is just isn't as popular, he's popular to people in this room. But like to the to the layman on the street would be like, what's Batman Beyond? They're like, it's a Batman from the future. They'd be like, okay. But if you ask them who Batman is, they're like, oh yeah, I know who Batman is. That's the thing is like most people don't well, know. Comparison who wise, yeah, between the two things, Batman clearly has more of a namesake and face in the world. I think the problem is when you're trying to build a connected universe, which is what they were trying to do, sort of. You can't very well do that when the guy you have cast as Batman for all your other connected nonsense isn't able to function. 
and quits. I mean, he and then quits. He yeah. did quit. I mean, he did quit retire. three jobs. Yeah. Direct, writing, directing, writing, directing, yeah, and being Batman. No, he quit slash got fired. It's it's questionable because there was like a battle. But regardless, he I mean, was out. Whatever it was. So you know? same with Cavill. Went with the flat tire. Somebody did something right and got Cavill back. Well, Cavill never really. I don't think he ever officially quit himself. I, I that, mean, whether that, that's again that's debatable movies. too because it's like sometimes some say he quit and didn't want to do it anymore. Others say that he got fired. They wanted to move on from him. Like that's true. We'll never know. You're right. You, you, yeah. just, you don't know what really happened, and it's like nobody knows. So like we, we can we can like sit and debate it all day long. Sure. But literally, until you were in that room, or like the person who just didn't get the phone call. Right. Like, hey, when are we going to do Man of Steel two? Until that happens, it's just we're not going to know. And like, well, no, I good. don't think anybody will ever know. And thankfully, they brought Cavill back because he's like, in my opinion, he's the he's the king of the chessboard. Like he he's the one that you need to like to play the game. Like it just is no point not to doing a DC universe. If I mean, it, it's cool that the Rock is involved and he wants to be a part of it, and he's Black Adam. That's really neat, and it's really cool that a Levi, what's his name, uh, what's his face is Zachary Sh- Levi, Zachary Levi Shazam. Because I really liked the Shazam. It man. is good. Yeah, I yeah. really, I thought it was fantastic. Like comparatively to everything else that they put out, it was a win for sure. You no, know, both, and, yeah, and I think that like those three characters alone can build something really great. You're absolutely right. Cavill's the centerpiece, and it's good to have him back. And hopefully, moving forward, he can fix a lot of things. I'd love to see Affleck, Affleck back myself. I, I would totally be game for that. Sure. I mean, he's been in this universe. You might as well bring him back. Sure. Like, I, I was never a gigantic fan of him, but like, I didn't hate it. I mean, whatever. Like, but I, my biggest issue is that like. Why the Wonder Woman 84 film? Oh, man. That movie was terrible. It was awful. I didn't even like the first one that much, but the second one was worse. Well, at the time when it was happening, you got to remember, you got to rewind time. These are all decisions that were made prior to where we are at now. No, I know. I I know that. Like, I know. And I'm surprised. Hindsight's 2020. I get it. But again, even back then, I don't understand the thought. I don't, yeah, I don't understand the 84 decision either. Actually, I'm surprised that Patty Jenkins is even involved with the third one because apparently she's already got a script written and is, you know, sent it out. Um, not, not a full script, but a, 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 treatment. Lay, a yeah, treatment. Yeah. That's what it's called. Sending out treatments to Warner brothers. And it's like, you bond so bad on this back on this last one. I'm surprised that she's still, still in it. And yeah. And in the Aquaman one, I'm sorry. I mm. mean, I like Momoa is Aquaman. I do actually, he makes sense for the character. It's fine with me. But I don't think Aquaman's a strong enough character to do a standalone film. I just don't. I, I never thought it. I think you. I think you, it was a fine film. I mean, it was good, but it definitely could have been a lot better. I think that they messed up with James Wan. That's my opinion. I think that his style is not really that style of film. Well, I start the filmmaking. Mm-hmm. The movie movie made money. Is, That's true. Is, is it, made it, answer. it made a it gang made of money. money. And it was really pretty, and it set a lot of possibilities in motion. And at one point, we were supposed to get a movie about the trench, which would have been really cool. That would have been cool, yeah. Now, is the trench um, as popular as even Batman Beyond? No, nope, it's dead. It's uh, well, the movie itself is dead, yeah. Okay. But as far as like entities in the universe, as far as um, Aquaman's concerned, they were a really big thing in the comics when they happened. Mm-hmm. So, it not happening makes sense to me simply because I didn't know how that would be supported as a movie at all. Aquaman, I think, can get can get another movie, and we'll see how that goes. I mean, obviously, they made it, so it doesn't really matter what any of us think, because it's been done. But as far as, like, 
money in the world, most of us are on the general opinion that if they would have followed the Marvel's stand, the Marvel's uh, mistaken template, because it's not like they built it that way on purpose, it just happened that way on purpose, then we probably would have done better with Justice League anyway, mm-hmm. because you would have built movies to introduce these characters separate. Mm-hmm. And even if that led to movies that felt like they were sort of spinning for no reason, I mean, it would have been different than putting all of them into the Justice League and then trying to shoehorn it into something that it wasn't. Well, and Zack's plan was kind of backwards. I mean, his plan was to have the Justice League movie first and then subsequently, you know, individual right. films afterwards. Um, I mean, and, he, and he said that multiple times. He's kind of laid out his plan. It, it was It's backwards for sure. I am with Josh, and I'll tell you right now, if Jason Momoa wasn't Aquaman, that movie wouldn't have done as well. <laughs> There's no no doubt about it. If it was a you know a smaller actor, I don't think it would have done as well. True. Yeah. yeah as far as fit in the world, uh, casting was it's perfect. For that was was very well played. Yeah, it's perfect. But yeah, when it comes to what's happening now, it'll be interesting to see what everything looks like. And as far as Jenkins, I mean, I think visually she's able to make films and things look pretty. I don't necessarily know if she let her write them or not. So I guess we'll see what that is. But maybe that'll be different with Gunn. I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure if a DC Universe that is Peacekeeper, sorry, Peacemaker, mm-hmm. is the best answer or not. But I love that show. So I guess we'll see. In James Gunn, we trust. I mean, at this point, that's the only real option. Man. Yeah. Gunverse, I'm down. I'm in. Yeah, I, uh, I'm in. Name alone, I like. Write something nice and have Zack Schneider direct it. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. No. Don't, don't let him write it. When it comes to visuals, mm-hmm. again, another fantastic filmmaker for visuals, mm-hmm. but maybe shouldn't be in charge of the rest of it. I guess we'll see. I mean, uh, being brand new information will be interesting to see what the docket and everything looks like. Is one of the only other pro- only only other projects I remember the, in the articles talking about was the Green Lantern live action show was still on the table for, at the moment when that stuff happened. Not it's since just then. It just lost its showrunner. Did it? Yeah, I, I was going to bring it up in the news, but I was like, yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah, then they, they, yeah. They, but they did announce that they're going to make Jon Stewart the main character in it. it I, I, but I don't even know that that's true. Yeah, anymore. I'll believe that that show's coming out when I see it, honestly. Like, right. it's, it, I, I'm Lethal Weapon buddy cop movie in space, or show in space. I'm not. I'm not feeling it, first of all. And second of all, yeah, they've been saying that for 10 years. I mean, I'll believe when I see it. Right. Yeah, that does uh, bode the question. I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was Hal and Sinestro. That makes sense to me, actually. Sure. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess at this point, it's, it's all wait and see. But, I mean, that's really cool announcement-wise. And when it comes to production, I mean, okay. P- Peter's got his hands in a lot of different things. That all, And uh, most of them made money. Yeah. Whether you like The Conjuring or not, they've made money. Yep. That's why there's like four of them. There's more than that now. Is I there? think there's Jesus. five. Oh, yeah, because you have all the... All well, like and the then I, The Nun is like a spinoff, yeah, and yeah. Annabelle is a spinoff. That's I also mean, true, and there's two of those. And I read on uh, IGN... Uh, uh, I was going to tell my kiddo that she loves The Conjuring movies. They're making another one. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the dude manages to make things that make money. I mean, depending on what, what Grugar is, what flavor thing you like. I mean that's that's sure. a win I think. So it's a win all around just having somebody at the DC franchise that can be in charge that that can be our you know our Feige, you know, that's what the fans have wanted. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see how things go forward, but yeah, like you said in Gun we trust and I mean like I said Gunverse bring it. That's awesome. I mean so Is there any other news? Gotham Knights bombed. 
Did it? Yeah. That's unfortunate. It's getting really, really bad reviews. I didn't even buy it. That's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super bummed. I didn't even buy it. I was like, hmm, I'm going to skip this one. Well, they have a whole string of comic books with downloaded content, so I guess we'll see how that goes. Bummer. Yeah. I'm sure it did well money-wise, but like I said, review-wise, it, it, it did not did not uh, do well. Hmm. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it when it goes on sale one day. Right. Yeah. I guess we'll see how that goes for the rest of it, but it's too bad. I, I don't... I never like things where they're like, oh, Batman's dead. Here's the next step. I never like in shows where they're like, oh, Batman got tired of Gotham, so he moved, and now Birds of Prey happened, and I'm like, uh, yeah. what? Not, not, not to get too nerdy, but essentially it's not made by Rocksteady, who made Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, and those games are the popular ones. Perfect. Yeah. They're you know held in very, very high regard. This is made by uh, WB Montreal. Again, Warner Brothers messing things up. Um and they made Arkham Origins, which is kind of like a prequel to Arkham Asylum. Right. Um, and it was also not held in high regard. So, The only thing I never understood about that game is that when you started that game, you had all the weapons that you learned how to use and acquired in the previous game. Which and one? It was an Origin game. Origin. Oh, yeah. yeah that. Like you start with all the gadgets, mm-hmm. and in the previous game, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I just learned this thing with this new thing. Here's some technology. I was so ticked off. Because they sold that game to me as a Black Mask is your bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then it's, oh, no, it's Joker. I was like, you guys. I was so mad. Right. Love Black Mask. Anyways. Well, from there, you want to move into some She-Hulk? Let's do it. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. There should be a sound effect for that. That was good. Rawr. <laughs> Hulk smash. Yeah, that's kind of a Rawr. <laughs> not it's a I mean it was a A for effort, F for fail kind of scenario. Um so what do you want to talk about first? Um how the what the comic books are, like origin story stuff, like we kinda of do with the movies on the other show? Sure. Um, okay. Well, first appearance of She Hulk was nineteen eighty nineteen eighty. Um the series called Savage She Hulk. The first issue was written by Stan Lee, and the art was by Joe Bishima. Um, or no, John Bishima. John Bishima. Uh, so fantastic artist. Uh, it's Stan Lee. It, he made her, and then after that, he took a break from creating new stuff and wasn't didn't actually make anything new for like 15 years or something. Because he went and started doing Hollywood stuff and then didn't come back to books for a minute. Hmm. But he only did the first issue. Uh, the rest of it was written by... Uh, it's David uh, David Anthony Croft that wrote it. And David wrote the rest of them. So Stan wrote the first one. David wrote the rest of them. Uh, David, you know from uh, Defenders, he did some Captain America. He did some Tarzan. He wrote a couple What If books. So he did a bunch of Marvel stuff. Um, I think he did some Marvel fanfare, maybe. Mike Vosberg was the artist. Uh, whereas Mike did art on uh, What If, and he did uh, Cloak and Dagger, a little bit of Punisher. He did some G.I. Joe. Unfortunately, he did... Well, not unfortunately. He didn't do the silent issue, which is actually Larry Hama, which is fantastic. But Larry was writing it, and he did a lot of the art for the books around it, though. So issue 20, he didn't do. I, I, I looked that up 21. today. 21? 20 or 21, I don't remember. 21. Because when I looked into it, I was like, oh, it's too bad that he didn't do that one. I'm like, who did it? Oh, Larry Hama. That makes more sense, actually. Si- so there's no dialogue? No, no That's dialogue the first at all. appearance of Storm Shadow. That's awesome. Yeah, the whole book is... It's all... Basically following Snake Eyes. So, yeah, there's no words in it at all. It's great. Nice. 
But yeah, so when it comes to art stuff, I mean, both those guys did a fair amount of stuff in the 80s and like long running stuff. So the Savage Sea Hulk at 25 issues. Uh, the first issue is where our origin stuff comes from, like the shooting and the blood transfusion, blah, 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 which is very different than the show. I mean, we'd use a different element, although they do reference it. Which I guess once we start talking about the show, we can talk about that a little bit. Um, but as far as the series, that series wasn't where her, I don't know, I guess her modern style books come from. Uh, the first 25 are more like normal serious action comics, you know, things going on as far as problems in the world dealt with her, you know, her lawyer career and, um, a few like normal tropes. I mean, again, it's a, it's a book that was from the early eighties. So, um, as far as the shenanigans and like the, uh, fourth wall breaks, I didn't come to a second series, which was a sensational She-Hulk and it ran a fair amount longer and it was done by a guy named John Byrne. John Byrne wrote and drew at least the first eight issues and then periodically drew it on and off through the rest of the series. And like, this is the series where the very first issue she's standing on the cover and she says, she's holding an X-Men comic book and she's talking to the reader and she says, okay, buy this book or I'm going to come to your house and tear up all your X-Men comics. And it's like a full thing on the very first issue. And he wrote her more humorous and that's where a lot of her modern comic book appearances come from. Now, when it comes to normal comic books outside of her series, so like, let's say, Avengers or Fantastic Four, because for a while she toured around, this is also something that they kind of use in the show. You know, there's the joke. There's a joke in the TV series about it being a cameo show. Well, between her series, The Savage She-Hulk, and The Sensational She-Hulk, she cameoed in a ton of books, became a member of the Avengers, became the Fantastic Four, all this other stuff happened, and so she cameoed in a bunch of books, which is kind of where the cameo joke uh, plays both sides. Gotcha. Because that's how it was in the comic books, is like, she cameoed everywhere. Um, opposite for Rom, which Rom had a bunch of cameos in his books, because he was a Hasbro thing. And that's a totally different story. Yeah, why are you talking about Rom? Because he comes up in my head sometimes. <laughs> he just pops in your head? He's just always there. It's... It's a play. Yeah, you're just going to confuse people. We're trying to talk about She-Hope. No, you're the, right. And you're giving a little you're bit right. of history of her books. Yeah. You know who pops in my head all the time? Brack, Brack from Space Ghost. Uh, just out of nowhere. That's right. It's one of those, man. <laughs> but yeah, so her funny stuff came from there. And that thing ran, I want to say, 50 issues before they ended it. So when it's either 50 or 60. I don't remember that. I'm going to go with 50. Don't quote that if it was a game quiz show. But her, her book also had a lot of... Uh, Stuff that would always would push the censors buttons, and like, there's a cover on the, that was a uh, homage to, uh, I think it's Demean Moore on the cover of Vanity Fair, where she's pregnant and naked, covering up the you know yeah I think right you're right. parts. I think that's but Fair, yeah. whenever she was pregnant, she did that photo shoot. Well, there's a cover of She-Hulk that is homage to that. Was so it's the same kind of pose. It's She-Hulk in a swimsuit, and she's holding a beach ball that's, that's covered colored green. Um, so you clearly see it's not the same, but the pose. That's what they were emulating, and as a result, of course, the, uh, the, uh, oh gosh, what is it that the FCC? No, comics had their own, so they got oh. the government. What is it called? I don't know. I think I just said it a second ago. Censor. Yeah. What was the comic comic code? Yeah. Gosh, that's stupid. It's it's simple words. The Comics Code Authority. They had a problem with it because of of how the the picture was was done. It didn't get him shut down, but definitely got him uh, uh, a talking to. In hot water. Yes. 
Uh, there's a couple covers that did that actually, but that one's probably the easiest one to find. I think it's issue 20. That might be the jump rope issue actually. I can't remember what number it is. It doesn't matter. Anyway, as far as covers, I mean, they did stuff that was cheeky on the covers throughout. Even the very last issue of the series has her, it's a recreation of the first cover, except she's staying there and she's like, okay, where are your X-Men comic books? Cause she's like, give them up because the series is being ended. So it was canceled. So her book didn't sell. So she's going to tear up your X-Men books. Mm. So it was a whole full circle there with, with that last cover. Uh, but yeah, John Byrne did a lot, did a lot of the writing on that story and did a lot of the original art. Um, he himself has got himself in trouble with some of the stuff he said in, in the world, but as a thing, he did a lot of stuff that was really good back then, uh, regardless of his politics. But yeah, as far as the thing, so her very first cover broke the fourth wall on the cover. And that was before it was a cool thing to be like, oh, it's fourth wall breaking. Because I don't think there was even a name for it back then. No, yeah. But yeah, so she did that from the first issue, come out, come out swinging doing it. So when it comes to those kind of things, I mean, it, it's been a, a lineage with her throughout like her books. And like there's fallen issues where she crosses between panels to get places and like smashes through the wall of the paper to get somewhere. So like as a thing, it had been going on since then. And uh, series-wise, we've had two series since then that were regular series. And then we had a series in the middle that was just called Hulk, where it did a whole transformation of her color, and she became more rageful, and we found out there was an alien entity living in her. And now we're to the present series, the current one by Rainbow Rowell, which is a little more... Uh, it's, a, it's a fun read, but it's, it's not as cheeky... Well, it's not as cheeky as the burden stuff was, uh, that's the current one running right now, but it's it's pretty good too. Um, but yeah, when it comes to like series, that sensational She Hulk is where all that stuff came from. Um, and as far as like the reason she got created, this is kind of neat. Um, so at the time of the Incredible Hulk back in 1977, I think the TV series with Bill Bixby, 78, 78. So the TV series was running, and Universal's TV had the rights to the TV show. Is this the bionic woman thing? Yeah. So like because of success in other shows, Marvel got, Marvel got worried that what would happen is that the, uh, so, okay. Yeah. That to go a little farther back. So the bionic bionic man, not a bionic man, $6 million man had a TV show. that was very popular. Starly majors. Um, it had a spinoff show that was the bionic woman and the bionic woman did. Okay. Um, popular also, but Marvel, after seeing the success of that and the Universal having the rights to the Hulk and making the TV show, were worried that Universal would make a female Hulk the same way they made a female $6 million man, and then Marvel would not own it. So Marvel put the task making She-Hulk to avoid being lampooned out of their own character. Really? Yeah. So it's all a matter of not getting screwed on copyright and on property right because they made her first in the comic books if she did show up in the show that'd be something else they had to pay for hmm. and if universal tv spun off a show that was a girl hulk whatever they wanted to call her they would have to purchase rights from marvel again because they already had it so they basically just beat them to the punch doing that if that was ever a thing because the, the producers of the bionic man did that spin off and it did well so naturally it would make sense because around the same time is i mean the hulk was, came out later but as a thing, the same group of people were running the boat. So, in order to keep that from happening, that's the whole reason they did it. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't. I don't know if there would be a She Hulk or not. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. 
all to uh, keep another company from, you know, making their own version of things. Which they actually tried to put her in the TV TV series also. The uh, one of the Incredible Hulk shows they had planned to have her appear in one of the last movies, and then something in the middle of that I can't remember what it is. Something in the middle of that caused that not to happen. Uh, but for, for a minute there, there might have actually been an appearance prior to this in film, but uh, it did not work out. And as far as movies are concerned, the last one ends up being the one with Hulk and Daredevil in it. So, or sorry, Thor and Daredevil, Thor and Daredevil in it. Uh, but yeah, as far as the thing, that's the whole reason she exists to be universal to the punch on making one, which is kind of crazy. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think that's all I really have as far as like stuff about the past. I mean, there's lots of other little nuances and things in there and more modern comics that don't necessarily apply to what we're dealing with right now. Um, book before this one that was, uh, the stories were good, but the art for me, it was never. I mean, there was there's panels where she's looking different directions with her eyes, so I was never much of a fan of that one. The covers were all great. I mean, Phil noted the covers, and a lot of the imagery from those covers are things recreated in like the uh, cartoon element at the end of the episodes, like with the shadow and stuff. Like they're things that kind of came out of those covers. But anyway, it, just look up issue one, uh, Phil Noto, She Hulk. It's a fantastic picture. It's just her smashing through a wall and then like looking through it. It's great. But Noto's great artist, so that helps. Never judge a book by its cover. I mean, that's true. Like I said, the insides for me, the books, the issues where she's looking different directions in the panel because her eyes were just not, yeah, not a fan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the current series I like it's, it's good. This coming from the guy who loves Layfield. I wouldn't say love Layfield, but I don't hate him the way other people do. Um. Okay. I mean, the guy was never mean to me. So in life, I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm just saying he's a terrible artist. Oh, yeah, he doesn't draw hands and feet very well. That's true. Yeah, but you love him as an artist. His stuff is flashy, man. Like, huh. like I've flashly said, terrible. I've said that quote, this quote before <laughs> that if you want people to get in the comic book, you show them Rob Layfield book. If you want them to stay, you don't let them read it. So like, his stuff has pop, and it shaped an entire generation of artists. Does that mean it's right? I mean, I don't know. An eight pack is that really a thing? No. I mean, if it's a group, no, it of is. Pe- if it's a group of people. Then it Chandler- shouldn't be because Chandler had one. Eight pack Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, not, that's funny. The thing is, is, he made like the the men look like they had boobs. Like he's a and he like his he, pectoral muscles did get out of control. He's he's not a good artist, man. Like I'm sorry, he just isn't. Like. Yeah. He has his wave in the world, but I mean, Todd had things he drew wrong too. It's not. Yeah, not like not like Layfield, man. Sorry. Well, this is a totally different ball of nuts. Like the, uh, it's you've said that twice now. Noto ball versus, of nuts. Yeah. Well, earlier I used it as a reference earlier, or in a statement earlier. A bowl of nuts or a ball of nuts? I don't know. I can't remember. He said a ball, but doesn't. I think I meant bowl. Bowl is what I meant. Never. It doesn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Noto versus Layfield, they're entirely different things, as far as art is concerned. And he is fantastic. Phil Noto's great. Well, you were talking about the in- the, the insides, so yeah. And, that, and I was like, this is man. from the guy who likes Rob Layfield. That meaning that like the art must be real bad if you don't like it. <laughs> it he goes through waves too. Like, uh, let's talk about yeah. Shield. <laughs> you just go off in these tangents, man. And like, hey, it's all a giant circle, man. All yeah, but you, but you get trapped in the circle, and you just go in this loop, and we're just watching it happen. Oh, no, I was done with it. And I got to pull you out of it. Yeah. 
You just like calling me names, but no, it's fine. I, it, I'm immune. So it's a who's on first thing. Like you're just getting trapped in the loop. Just a comedy bit, comedy bit. Oh, man. So she hooked the show. Yes. I don't know where you want to start with that. The history lesson's over. Is it? I mean, maybe there might be pieces that come back actually, because as we go through this, some of those things are referenced directly from. I'm over books. here playing Marvel Snap, waiting Stop for you it. to finish. Well, you finally saw the trailer, and I like the trailer a lot. So. It's hilarious, CBS. I think it's hilarious. It was. Like it was, it was I think it's pretty it was, funny. It was fine. Uh, so okay, so first Tatiana is fantastic. Really, the actress? Oh, oh, sorry. I, I thought you meant Titania or no, whatever no, her totally name. Totally different. Totally different character. Okay. The person actress playing She Hulk. Yes, she's great. I think she's I think she's awesome. And you are right. I definitely think she is dulled down for this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because seeing her like at red carpet events and you know just other things, she's extremely beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, as Jen, I'm gonna say that that part of the makeup put plays her down a little bit. That way, the She Hulk stuff can look better, I guess. Even though the even though the CGI is questionable. Uh, so, what do you want to start with? Um, you want to start with talking about episodes, or you want to start with? Because I already know what boat you guys are in, so you want to start with the boats, like, whether you like sure, it or not. Yeah, yeah, the over, overall feel. Okay. Josh, you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I just figured that way we can get it right out of the way. <laughs> I mean, initially, I liked where the show started, and I can overlook bad CGI just like I can overlook like bad art in a book if the writing is well. Sure. But as the the show went on, it didn't really go anywhere, and it, like, tried to do too many things, and it tried to be too many things, and not have, like, it didn't have a flow to it. It didn't flow well enough. It wasn't like Bruce Lee would be like, be like the water. It's like, good, good like, quote. Like, the glass is the water. The water is the glass. Be like the water. It's like you just, there's no flow. You're like, what is this? Is this a law show? Is it a comedy? Is it a comic book show? It's like, what is it? Like, and it just it tried to be all the things and it, it failed at all of them because they, they try to be too many things. So by the end of it, it literally was like somebody took a dump in the middle of my living room and like left it there and I had to clean it up. That's how I felt. It was oh, terrible. Well. It ended so terribly. It was bad, bad. And wow. so like, and you can and you can be nice and be polite. No, I don't like something I say. I don't like it. Well, okay, but the I think that it it just you sugarcoat things a little bit. Yeah, you sugarcoat things on here. Okay, then I think maybe you it's like not a bad thing. You're holding out for Feige to like do an interview with you, and I get it. Like I hold out for Feige to give you an interview. But if you do it, say, hey, my buddy Josh hated She Hulk. You can tell him that. I don't think that makes any difference to him whatsoever. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it makes any difference. I mean. But it it's it's just it doesn't go anywhere. Like it just doesn't have it. I mean, the coolest thing that came out of it was the Daredevil costume, and they actually made Daredevil do what Daredevil should be doing, which is kicking some ass. And he doesn't do that in the Daredevil show. Uh, what he gets his he, what? for the first season and a half, he just gets the crap beat at him on a regular basis. Dude, he beats the living junk out of. A lot of people in that show. For a season and a half, he just gets beat up. Man, there's all some the time. great fight scenes in that. In in all what three seasons? Yes. They're all there's some. You need to go well, back and watch and that. Half, two and a half. Half that the one season was a Punisher show. Oh, that's right. So I mean, two and a half. There's still two, it's two like Daredevil Punisher. seasons like, like and then one too. Punisher, right? No, there's three Daredevil seasons. Just one of them was half a Punisher show. And Punisher has Punisher two has seasons. two of his own seasons. So there, 
between the two of them, there's five seasons total, but the season two of the Daredevil show, half of it is primarily Punisher. Think like uh, Mandalorian, or not Mandalorian, Book Boba of Boba Fett. Fett. Book of Boba, yeah. Two of the episodes are Mandalorian episodes. It's the same idea, fit-wise. Yeah, and I watched all, it's just been so many years, it's been, whatever it was, like, I'd say 65% of that show was just Murdoch getting beat up all the time, and I was like, dude, he just never doesn't fight back really well. He finally wins, but he's always getting the crap beat out of him. Always. And it's like in this one, he was just straight up badass, which Daredevil is a lot. And I was like, finally, like he looks like he looks like a superhero. He looks like he's fighting crime and kicking ass. He looked awesome. And I, I, I enjoyed the costume. I liked the, like she made fun of it. The, she's like, oh, the ketchup and mustard thing. Awesome. Like, but she was like teasing him. But I liked that they went, did some old school Daredevil costume. I thought it looked great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks cool. I liked the character, the costume designer. I liked him. Like, I mean, there was parts that I enjoyed, but I just, like, even bringing, like, I love Wong, but he just didn't, like, that just made not a lot of sense. Just bringing him in randomly just because she was, like, defending a magician and he was mad that this magician was doing something. I'm like, what? That's entirely separate. The, the, the all comes from, I'll give you, that setup is I know, weird. But it's all separate. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I'm... It's just there was no flow. There was no continuity. There was trying to be too many different things all at once. And it just, they didn't do any one thing well because of it. And at the very end of it, like, I mean, I'm sure at this point, if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, you know there's going to be spoilers. So, do you usually do a spoiler alert thing at the beginning? But, but, like, that whole, like, computer thing, fourth wall break at the end was so horrible. I I I I was like I'm not gonna say it's so horrible, but it was a little much. I'm gonna say it went a little blew my little far. So I mean, I can kind of agree with you on the end piece. It goes a little far, a little little far. Are you done? Yeah, you told me to start. So no, I just I want to I want to join you in that okay. in that moment. Okay, I am hundred percent with you. I hated hated that fourth wall. Her coming out of the screen. It's supposed to look like. Disney Plus, and she's diving from one. Th- I thought it was so stupid. I thought the Kevin robot was kind of silly, and it, 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 you know, not haha silly. No, it was like kind of cringy. I was like, this is not what I wanted. The, you know, having Hulk come down, and oh, that why would we do that? And blah blah blah. And her explaining to us as an audience. Again, I, CBS says, you know, it was it was too much. I hated it. I thought it was not good. It definitely ruined a lot of the show that I thought was mid. You know, to be fair, mid is a it's a it's a, a cameo show, and I liked the cameos. I liked Abomination. I thought that was cool. I liked Mister Infinity. I thought that was a funny storyline. I loved. The, Josh is absolutely right. The best thing to come out of the show is Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And it was everyone wanted to see it, and it was great. Um, but yeah, that that I, I really just wanted to join you on that moment because that fourth wall breaking was stupid. I, it, in my opinion, I did not like it at all. And I know that that's like her shtick in the comics to break the fourth wall, like periodically. Right. But it's just like that was too much. No, I agree. I agree with the ending being too much. Um, as far as the going through the Netflix queue. That's because of the way in comic books she would go between panels and pages. So it, it has a hallmark from the comics. Does that make it okay? But I, I get it. 
I know that that's yeah, the thing. Is like, I, I get that. why they did it, but they did. It just went too far, and it was it it ruined it for me. It's one thing to point at the camera and be like, "Oh, like like the next Deadpool movie, he is not going to dive out of a movie theater into a movie theater. That's not going to happen." <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that that I don't see them doing that. He knows he's a comic book character, and it's funny for him to point at the audience, and go, "Hey, did you see that bullet blunt? Move back to whatever we're supposed to be engaged with." Right. This went a six or seven steps, in my opinion, too far. Where it's like this is cheesy, campy, and dumb. Well, to reference Deadpool, there is a Deadpool comic book where that almost same thing happens. That's the end of the uh, Deadpool kills Marvel universe. Um, at the end of it. To spoil the entire book, uh, Deadpool realizes this version of Deadpool, because the regular comic book version of him doesn't know that he's a comic book character. He knows he has his audience, but he doesn't play it the same way. Um, this version of Deadpool knows he's a comic book character and wants things to stop, and so he goes around to kill the entire Marvel Universe, because if he kills everyone, then how can there still be books? After that, it's still going, and he's like, well, the only way I can kill to stop it then, I guess, is to kill the writers. So we have him leave the comic book, come to the real world, to the writer's room, presumably to kill all the writers. Now, granted, the book does cut off before we see the bloodshed of all that. Yeah, there's... That's stupid. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, and, and that happens in Warner Brothers, too, when, like, when Daffy Duck is breaking the fourth wall and people... Some, oh, yeah, yeah. And the artist is messing with him and, the, like, and finally figure out the artist things. is Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, and it breaks the fourth wall. I mean, that's it's been done a million times throughout the years, but just it was... It and it could have been done even better, but it was done terribly. It was just too much. It's just like all the all the hipster writers being like, "Oh man," and like do that. It's just, it, I don't know. It was just like it was poorly done. And then the way that she wanted it to end was really lame. Yeah, I, I thought that was anticlimactic, and and I felt it was. I felt it was like. Uh, Girl power, I can do this by myself, blah, 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 blah. Bruce doesn't have to drop in. Okay, you want to be woke, that's fine. Do your thing. But how many of us wanted to see Hulk, you know, show up in the show again? How many of us wanted to see, you know, a fight between Abomination and Hulk and She-Hulk there, you know, them all kicking each other around the room? You know, that, that that's cool. That would have been a fun finale, you know, or have him, Wong show up or whatever. Or him showing up and being like... All the people that she's made friends with are there for her. And mm-hmm. She doesn't have to do it by herself because she is a superhero, and that's what being a superhero is—being is being in part of a team. Sure. And Daredevil yeah. shows up, and she X's him out too. And I was like, everyone wants to see that. I yeah. feel like they took everything that we wanted to see and was like, no, we're going to do it. Just I, I don't have another word for it, but it's yeah, she's kind of woke. Wo- to she's me. woman here, her roar, exactly, and everybody's going to sit and like think about all the bad things that they did and have like mm-hmm. regrets. And I know this. I know CBS. I know that you explained it from your point of view. Why you think it's okay for the bad guy to have gotten some sort of blood from her to give himself Hulk powers? Like the the one bad guy, whatever his name is, Tanner or something. Yeah, some yeah. whatever guy from the what, office. What do you mean? Well, you're like, well, he got it. Like Bruce destroys her blood, and if anybody got this, it could be bad. But the thing is, even I when I rewatched it, I even like the part that I saw. I was like, even though like it could st- her blood because it it is a, a mutation from his blood, even then it was still a risk for like anybody to put that in them because it's still gamma radiation. It could still kill anybody. Yeah. yeah. Because just because, but they just be, it's just like, it doesn't mean that that guy being a power hungry, the type of guy he was because he is a villain doesn't mean he wouldn't do it. No, but, but but potentially it could have killed him though. Yeah. That would have been cooler in my opinion too. Yeah. And that's what I was waiting for it to happen is like his arm blow up because he was like, he's like, 
that was what he would get. And then instead it was just like, oh, I'm the bad guy and I'm going to have to like pay for my crimes. It's like, it was weird that they got, I'll give you, it was weird that they got arrested. Because ultimately, the, the only thing that the cops would have seen that they had done breaking the law was showing videos of Jennifer that they shouldn't have or um, being predatory on her as a gang. Cause ultimately, well, abomination that because stuff, he, abomination, well, abomination because he broke his parole. Yeah, Blonsky different. Well, technically, she broke her parole, too. So Blonsky and her both shouldn't go in the jail. The Blonsky part is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the members of the, the Hulk King group. Right. It makes I'm, no sense I mean, for them to be arrested. That was just like yeah. that Lawsuit, whole sure. social media thing of them stealing her, you know, phone or information, then showing it, blah blah, was so convoluted. Like it, it, it I, I didn't care. I did not care. Right. And it was, it was a simple idea too, because it's oh, this is She Hulk. She's out of control. Blah blah blah. And then it, instead of using that as kind of the plot device, they used oh, we need to go after this dude. Like, why not have her fix that problem? Why not have her, you know, trying to gain people's trust back or, or whatever? It's not about that. It's about oh, we need to go after the guy who hacked my phone or blah blah blah. It it it, it just did not. Yeah, it was very convoluted for me. So I'm with I'm with Josh. I mean, o- overall, and I, obviously we're gonna get a little more detailed. And I didn't really think of it that way when it started, and. Josh kind of swayed me a little bit, and then I went back and I rewatched a couple of things, and I was like, "He's right. There, are, uh, there are far and few things that go hand in hand in this show, and that's not to say it doesn't do it well, because they do do a couple things well. Do do, haha. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you sound bad. It's been a long day, man. <laughs> I'm silly at this point, but it does do a couple things that are that are done well, but they don't all necessarily line up hand in hand the way that they should. And and I guess that's where my problem is. The the the, the cameos are fun in there, and uh, like I said, Mister Infinity or whatever. I thought that storyline was hilarious with all those people that he married. That's funny. But then you go from one episode to the next, and it doesn't seem to have an ultimate plot line. Each individual episode almost had its own. Each one was like a fable. You know, you have your own little plot line in this, and then at the end, you get your kind of thing, and then... Oh, it's definitely more episodic. Episodic, sure. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. But it's not built to be anything more than that. That's It's not what it's designed for. But look at it, but look at every other show and, and, and the success that Marvel has had with what they've done so far. There's an ultimate goal at the end, and yeah, you can have, you know, kind of these sub, you know, plots that come across, whereas this, I felt, again, every single one was a different plot, and your end-all, be-all plot didn't show up till... The one before the finale, honestly. Well, even that wound up not being an end-all answer anyway, because the way they ended it. True. Ultimately, the show is not built to be a building type of show. It's built to be episodical, so there's not a grand scheme by the end of it. They're, they tease that idea, but when they get to the end, they shortcut it, and it's not real. Um, but as far as not fitting together, they fit together just fine. I mean, Wong's second appearance, I will give you. I had a major initial problem with Wong showing up and being like, there's this magician guy. I want to sue him and quit him doing this magic act. I thought, well, Wong wouldn't do that, I don't think. He'd probably just go take the sling ring and be done with it. Because that's how he would do it. Right. So I'll give you, that part for me was a little much. But I love that episode because it leads us to Madison. I think that is fantastic and hilarious. It's the most ridiculous thing ever, but I think it's great. So without one, you don't get the other. Mad- Mad- which one's in the- Madison, she's the one that spells it with a Y, but it's not where you think it'd be. 
She's the uh, the one who gets sent to hell by the magician. Oh and, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, the deal with the devil and comes back. She's a party girl from Florida. Yeah, the party girl that that Wong kind of dates almost. I mean, that's the way they play it. That was funny. I, I mean, I think it's hilarious, and all this Mass, uh, with a Y, but it's not weird. right. It's so funny to me. I did laugh at that. And like when you if you if you rewind back to Suicide Squad first, Suicide Squad, you had all those T-shirts and posters and. All this nonsense all over the internet about, oh, I want a Joker-Harley relationship with people saying that to have no clue what that really means. Because I get what you want. You want crazy love. I get it. Crazy love sounds attractive, sure. But that's not what that is. Like, that's abusive, and it's an entirely different thing. And those posters and pictures and all those internet tropes that were like pictures of Jerry Leto with his crazy Joker outfit and then Harley. And it was like, I want a Joker-Harley relationship was just everywhere for a minute. And then I see this, and I'm like, well, that looks like a more palatable relationship. Sure. It's, it's not one, I don't think. And if it does turn into one, then great. Good good for Wong. It awesome. seems more real, for sure. Absolutely. More believable yeah. and more like more desirable, just as a thing. I thought, 100%. how is that not a t-shirt yet? Come on, now. I'm not saying I'd wear it, but I think it'd be great. Nobody cares about Wong. No, that's not true. I mean, clearly, Someone's going to wear a Wong t-shirt? I, you know, I don't. I mean, I probably would. But I do, I do like Benedict, so that's different. That's true. So, I mean, different boat. But, like, that episode comes from the previous episode. Like, the only reason Wong even knew Jennifer is because of her dealing with Blonsky. Now, I, I understand what this show fits now. Because initially, I thought, after that episode with Blonsky in prison, I kind of questioned where the show sit. And, like, something I... I as far I, as timeline? Yes. Okay. Because of the very first episode, we opened with her and Bruce on the road trip. And Bruce's arm in the sling. Mm-hmm. Which those of us that were watching Shang Chi and saw him at the end of Shang Chi, and he was no longer Professor Hulk, which was made us to believe during Infinity War that that was the only option. Now, right? Um, we all thought, well, that's weird. Okay, and he had his arm in a sling also, which indicates broken arm or whatever, and thought that was weird too because if he's the Hulk, just fix it with the Hulk. Right. So that tells us because of what he's wearing in that episode that where this happens is after Shang Chi. Right. Now, as soon as we got to the Blonsky episode, I said, hang on. That's the scene from Shang-Chi where they're fighting. Right, yeah, they're in the, yeah. So this clearly, where does this fit? But when we get to the end episode, he goes and brings Blonsky out again in the post-credit scene. Blonsky's like, why did it take you so long? So that tells us that him and Blonsky have been doing this fighting arena-like show. Oh, yeah, sure. For a fair amount of time, which makes me believe that... The way Wong is paying for things, living in New York, being a, a man not about money, um, which is something we get from a Doctor Strange movie, that the two of them have been doing this bet for money fighting thing for a minute, not just to help him with his uh, becoming his horse of supreme, which is what he tells the judge ultimately is why he broke Bond Scout in the first place, is to complete one of the tasks to becoming the source of supreme, but they've just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. So the idea that happens over and over again could easily mean that when he leaves in, in Spider-Man, he's going to do that again. Sure. It's not the same time we see in the movie Shang-Chi. It's one of the other times because they never answer where he went. They never answer where he goes with his knit cap and all of his bags. But if that's the case, and the two of them have just been running around doing this sideshow hustle, and I think that's great. It also kind of explains the lines when, when, when he tells Blonsky not to throw the punches so hard because he makes Blonsky hit himself. And if they're doing it as a show to, For game, money. to game the uh, underground betting arena of fighting, it makes perfect sense. So, like, where this where the show sits is after Shang-Chi, 
because once we get into the middle of the show, Bruce becomes Hulk again, and from there we run forward. He would no longer be wearing the sling the way he was because of the because of everything happening before that, and him trying to drain the siphon the gamma off himself. Right. So I like that. Now I feel like I know where it fits. Whereas before I was kind of like I don't know about this. Like where does this fit? But when it comes to like cameo episodes, I mean because of her cameo history in the books, it, it makes sense. But had that episode with Blonsky never happened, then the episode with Madison the magician would never happen. But I will give you the idea that Wong was like, I need to sue him to give him to stop doing magic. I don't necessarily buy into that being his answer because Wong is the type that would just take the ring back from him just like he did with the way, the way he did it to Ned. Mm-hmm. Don't play with that. Well, it wasn't him that did that. I guess it's Dr. Strange that did it. But I feel like Wong would behave the same way. Like sure. he would just go take the ring because that's what's causing the problem. So that setup is a little weird, but I don't know. There's worse things to live with, I guess. So overall, you like it, though. I mean, I, I do. I, I'll give you. It doesn't. By the end of it, the payoff is is not a payoff at all. Uh, but it, that doesn't bother me so much because the other pieces that are in it are really neat. And there's a lot of cool parts. And like, there's another guy I was I was talking with in the sh- shop the other day, and he's like, I can't understand why Daredevil would have gone and got his costume from anybody else. Why well, I can tell you why now, because I, I went back and figured out what happened to the armorer who is the the guardian eventually, or no, the uh, yeah, guardian eventually in the comics. The guy who was making his armor, or his suit, back during the Daredevil shows, after making the suit for fake Daredevil, winds up getting busted by the cops and sent to prison. So he gets taken out of the equation altogether. I initially thought he was dead, because I kind of thought, I couldn't remember if he was killed by Bullseye or not, but that's the case. He was arrested. Uh, so after being arrested, he, Matt couldn't very well get a uniform from him for a new uniform, because that guy is in prison. So him having to find somebody else to give him a costume makes sense. Now I'll give you, best we can tell, they're acting like the Daredevil show is going to be a soft reboot on Daredevil. Now I don't know if I like that so much or not, because I feel like you could just run forward and call it a day. There's not any reason to junk all the rest of that stuff. I don't think they're going to go back in time. No, they're doing a soft reboot. So kind of like, uh, so think Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which is the second one, is a sequel, but it doesn't rely on the other movie to make it work. Because you can watch that movie and never seen the first one and be fine. So but what's it wrong has, with that? Oh, I'm not saying there's a problem with it. I I just would have preferred if they ran just straight forward. Whether they're going to junk the rest of the stuff or not, until we get there, we don't really know. But as far as pieces are concerned, if we are running straight forward, him using the new weapon or the, or the new costume, like, what they don't call him the weapon or what's that guy's name? The costume guy from... Uh, I don't know, but you don't think that there's just a million people that make costumes for superheroes in the MCU? Well, I have no idea. I'm going to tell you, there's two we've seen in shows. Because She-Hulk has one and Daredevil had one. As far as the rest of the costumes, I have no idea where they come from. But as far as a thing, reasoning for that sake for people that had a complaint about that, because people did, they had a complaint about him using a new tailor. Well, the reasoning is because the other guy went to prison. So... Mm. He's I out guess, of the equation. I guess I never even it, you've 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 delved much deeper than I would have, to be honest. Yeah, if that's if if that's one of the complaints somebody has about the show, then I guess then like they must really really hate the show because if that if that they're complaining about something that small, that's pretty. Well, they didn't like the way Daredevil was portrayed, and they didn't like the new costume. That was awesome. Which for most of us, and this room included, we don't have any problem with the costume because it is a legacy thing. Like it makes sense to have the other costume for a lot of reasons. 
which is what makes it cool. But for other folks that don't understand that part or aren't akin to that part, the new costume raised more questions and anger. And a lot of people have problems with, and I'm not saying me, but people have problems with the CGI of him coming down the side of the building. And I'm like, that's the stupidest part of that to be even complain about. The rest of it's great. And like you said earlier, Josh, him, the, his prowess fighting against all these normal dudes, it is great. Like the way he handles everything in there is just fantastic. So when it comes to Daredevil's appearance, I feel like that's a win. I mean, I'll give you there's folks that are like, well, the Netflix show is going to be underplayed by this thing or undermined by this thing because it's going to be disney And that's probably true. Will it be as brutal as the first show? Probably not. Definitely not. Is that going to kill the show? I don't think so. I mean, I feel like Charlie Cox does a pretty good job. I don't know. The Hawkeye show had some brutal stuff in it. It did. And so did Moon Knight. Yeah. So what's? I don't think that that's going to be the issue. And I think that... I mean, man, whatever. I, 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 I don't think that the Daredevil show was is so incredible that it needs to like not get some stuff done fix, to fix it. It was like it took forever for him to be cool. This was my was my issue with it. It took forever. It's like, well, it was like a, you know, it's like year one thing. Like Batman got it. Like, not really though. Like mm-hmm. Batman still was still a world travel like mar- like brilliant martial artist like he he got his butt kicked kind of but not really like he was still awesome. See, and I liked that part him with the, you know, without the suit with the you know the uh, what, what is he wearing over his head like a he just got a band a wrap around his head yeah so the wrap I thought that was a, a cool part of the character to be honest him without the suit and still but being, even when he has the suit he's still getting his butt kicked all the time like it's like two or three dudes can take him on in the, in an alley and I'm like he took on he took on a whole hallway of people remember that scene yeah all that, the, all way through, later on yeah but it was no, awesome no, no. all through the prison yeah that's true there's multiple <laughs> scenes like that actually. Like every, actually, every one it of those seasons happened. It took forever to get to that, though. Forever to get to that. I remember watching that show and being like, dude, it's just like 20 episodes of him getting beat up. He does get beat up a lot. That's just it. Season. It's just 20 episodes of him getting beat up. It just wouldn't stop. Like, I had to force myself to get farther into that thing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, I, it's, yeah, I differ on that side, but I, I'll give you, he does get beat up a lot, but it is supposed to be a year one scenario. This is the first time of him doing it. He's decided to go from being Matt Murdock, man about town, to being this daredevil character. That's why the costume is the way it is. It's, it is all origin. Like, that whole first season is that. Should have got quicker. Yeah, the first season. But sure. The, but the whole second season is almost like that, too. And he's only in the second season for half of it. Okay, whatever, dude. Whatever. Like, 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 whatever you're saying right now, the words you're saying doesn't make it the fact that he gets beat up any less. <laughs> he already agreed with you it on do- that. It doesn't change it. No, I know. He, I don't. He agreed. But in, but in the third season, he's fighting somebody just like him. But you had to, you had to fight. You had to wait two full seasons of a television show for him to be cool. Two full seasons. I, don't know, I feel like he was cool before that, but but he wasn't. That's the thing. I don't know. He's pretty cool. Like, and you defend everything for some weird reason when, like, there's things that you should love and you don't, and you don't defend them at all to me. And you, like, talk so bad about them. Like, like, 
what Thor you, Ragnarok. You, you hate you Thor Ragnarok. You continue to go back to that. And I will tell you one more time because you do not listen apparently ever. But then everything else you love, though. No. But everything else you love. No. Like Miss Marvel, you no. think is great, and it, I think it is garbage. We he said it was talking. for us. We, we haven't it's talked about it. It's not for us. He it's also said he also said it's yeah. It's a different show. But you said you really like it. You've said those no. words multiple times. No. He's okay. always said it's it's meant for someone else. Yes, it's a kid, it's it's a kid show. Someone else is not designed for me or you or Tyler. But you said you really liked it. No, I didn't. Okay, I've heard those words. Well, I'll tell you what: find it on the podcast, and you can try to prove it. But you're wrong. I don't dislike it, but it's not designed with me in mind for the style of shows I like. Okay, but it doesn't it's mean it can drama. still can can. That doesn't mean just because it's not my style of show that you can't still appreciate good writing because it wasn't even written well. That no, was my point. I can't though. argue that with you because I, I don't think I even watched all the episodes. So that that was my whole, that was my whole thing with it. It was like it just this just, just just like She Hulk. Like as much as I when I first saw it, I was like, mm, I hope the like when we were watching like the trailers for it and stuff, I was like, I don't know, this doesn't like we had to go back and rewatch it, and I was like, that just doesn't look good. And then like we were, like when I first watched the first episode, I was like, it's a little rough, but like I like where the story is, and then it like it just didn't get better. And that's where I am with a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I liked, I've, I've said this on this show and I've said it on it, never been done. Like I've said it about multiple Marvel television shows that have come out that like a lot of them start really good and then they just fizzle out. You and don't, the, you, okay, okay, okay. To be fair, you don't think that about Hawkeye. That's the only one that I'm like stoked I thought you, on. I thought you, I thought uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you were, you also thought was, was pretty, pretty far up there. Yeah, I did actually enjoy because I think you. I, I remember you I liking the, the ending a lot. Yeah, yeah, I like. I enjoyed the ending. Of that. Yeah, and I liked where it went, and I liked U.S. Agent because I love that actor a lot. And see, that one got a lot of hate. And but I, I don't know, understand. But, I like. Yeah, I thought, but it was I liked great. it. I liked you it know, too. and I just like Wandavision. I thought started really strong, and I thought it fizzled out. Like it, I was like, hmm, okay, I don't like where that went. And it's just like uh, Loki. I was really stoked on Loki, and I felt the same way about it. And there's been other one. What are the other ones that have come Moon Knight? Out? You thought the same thing? Yeah, Moon Knight. I was still. See, on I, it. I think you're crazy about Loki. I think Loki absolutely finished with a huge bang. That is, is, is it, we're seeing now change in you know Marvel, oh, yeah. Marvel cinematic stuff. I, I think that's so cool and so well done. Um, Moon Moon Knight. I if it, you you can you can you can have that one. I, I get it. It definitely went in a weird way with big kaiju's, and that's that. It was it was silly, but. I still enjoyed Oscar Isaac, and I still enjoyed the show. Yeah, I, I, yeah. This is the, for me. This is. But, but speaking of that, as far as CGI stuff goes, mm-hmm. and big gigantic kaiju's, and mm-hmm. a bunch of crazy costumes and stuff like that, like things that like were different, and like the big, like, you know, all that, like it didn't ever look terrible. True. Yeah, Moon Knight never looked it's bad. Just, and True. I know, and I know that they're making a person look like just a bigger green person, but it's just like, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Right, right. You and I are on track tonight. I also didn't like in the finale where she talked about, oh, we're going to put me in normal form because it's expensive to have me in green form as CGI. Yeah. I was like, okay. I, that was, a, a, I don't even know the it, bad. It, it was stupid. It did. It, it, it made no sense. It was, it was, is that, and it was actually, that's actually kind of a repeat joke from Deadpool. When he's like, have you noticed that there's not any X-Men in this? He's like, is it because too expensive? We can only pay for one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was stupid. I know, but, that, but that's a joke that's already happened. No, yeah, I, no, yeah, I agree. I just, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was like, that is a dumb joke, and I think it's stupid. And why? 
And I liked her as an actress. I no, liked her yeah. As, I liked her as Jen Walters. Like, I like her. She's not the issue. It was lit- the writing. That's the writing. Like, I thought she did a, good, a fine job with what she had to work with. I liked her friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, there was, there was parts of the show. It, the, the show had tons of potential. And that's what's frustrating about it. It wasn't like I watched the first episode. I was like, wow, this is garbage and it's only going to get worse. And it does. And it's just like, no, I was like, oh, I like that. Maybe they'll do something with that. Nope. Oh, I like that. Maybe they'll do some of that. Nope. It's like they just, everything that could be cool, they just, nah. Well, and I think what would be interesting is like writing out like a flow chart of every little, you know, plot summary that happened and then fizzled out or just kind of ended or, oh, we got the conclusion that, but it really wasn't much of a conclusion. Like I said, again, you go through the show and you don't have a real plot point for the finale until the, sh- the episode before. Yeah. That's poor, that's poor writing. But again, it's not designed to be that kind of show. But who says who though? Who said that? Who said it was, was supposed to be that way? Episodic. Episodic? Yeah, but who said it was supposed to be episodic? Um, I'm saying it's supposed to be episodic because the way the shows work. I mean, obviously that should be the truth considering the way it ends. Does that, again, I still said the end is a little much. But so every other Marvel show that they've done is is exactly a flow. Exactly the same, and this show makes fun of those shows too. There's no. dialogue at the end that makes fun of it. No, but every no, but every other show is a flow and it has a story. It's a start point and a finish point, like the right. beginning of the season and end of the season. It's yeah. flowing towards one goal. And this one doesn't. You think that they they didn't do that on purpose? You think it's the one they chose not to do that? They say it in the end episode. That it's different than the other ones on purpose. They say that. What do they say though? Kevin says when it. When she's talking to Kevin, yeah. she tells people, "Why don't we make the ending different? Because all these move Marvel things are exactly the same. It's all in the dialogue." I didn't take it that that it's different. As in, this is episodic and it's not supposed to be that way. I didn't take it that way. I well, took that this is different. As in, like this is a woman thing and it's going to end differently no, because it's different. It's different because it's not put together like the other shows. It makes fun of the other shows for being that. I have to rewatch that. Then, I, 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 about I took that differently. So, no. I mean, I I don't think that it's they're like we're going to make it episodic and so it's like it does it doesn't have to flow. I I didn't. Regardless, it makes it hard to watch. I'm sorry. Like, in my opinion, it does. When, when I have a story that I want to watch or that I care about, I want to see the plot go from one end to the other. And if I want to watch a sitcom, I'll watch a sitcom and get those, you know, same kind of vibes, especially when you're going to have multiple seasons now of this, which I'm guessing they will. I don't think that, in my opinion, as an audience member, that's 90% of people are going to say the same thing. That's not what they want to see. Well, they did say something else, and they haven't—they haven't actually announced the second season yet. But they did actually say, as part of the dialogue again with Kevin, there's a point where Kevin says to Jen that they fix that problem, she won't be able to do this again. Mm. So they say and they address the issue in that same sequence. So while they're bantering with each other, and she's making jokes about hooking up with Matt Murdock, there's a point where Kevin says that she won't be able to do this again because they fix that glitch. So. Best I can tell you, if there is a second season, this same thing won't happen again because of what was said in that end trailer, or the, that not trailer in the end se- in the end scene between mm-hmm. her and the robot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they break that, then I guess they broke their own rules. At that point, I'll have a very different opinion of things because I don't like when you break your own rules. And being that she's, <laughs> I don't. Being is that she was able it. to break through the fourth wall to begin with doesn't mean right. that she can't figure out how to do it again, though. And walking into the writers' room was 
it's it's too much. It's it. And it took and like the way that they drug the joke on too. Sometimes you can drag a joke on too long and it it gets not funny and then it gets refunny because it just keeps going and keeps. You going. commit, yeah. And it's just like this wasn't that. Mm-mm. It's just like she's walking and she's walking and she's walking and she. I'm like, dude. Okay. Is this your least favorite Marvel show? Mm, no, Miss Marvel's still terrible. Worse, I, think. I haven't watched. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I haven't watched Miss Marvel. Other than Miss Marvel. Yeah, I, I'm 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 on that boat. I was per- and it's because I was having what and I because I, I love Ruffalo uh, and like I was like oh he's gonna be a part of this, this is cool you know like like I don't know and like, I like Blonsky I think Abomination yeah awesome like the, like, like I was just disappointed Tim Roth's I, great it, I was extra disappointed I guess because I was like wow this has it's like you gave all the right ingredients to make something cool and it wasn't cool I was like hmm. That's really disappointing. Am I wrong with the woke thing? Like, I, I hate to bring that, but that's what it felt. I don't have another word to, 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 to describe that ending kind of woman power thing, you know, whatever. Like, I think one of the, one of the things that I got out of it was like a strong, independent woman and they can do whatever they want. Like, like her being like, you know, kind of sleep around a little bit. She's a little like, promiscuous, yeah. Which, whatever. Yeah, like, no, no, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, those those things don't bother me at all. No, of course not. It's like the whole Sex in the City thing, sure. And it's like you know, strong professional woman, and she can she can do that way, just like just like a man can. Sure. Like, cool, awesome. Let make that a big part of the story. That's fine with me. You know, like have your strong support cast as other strong women. Like, sure. You know, like the her friend's great. Like her, yeah, she's. But she's I, I don't know. Like show. I think that they went too far. Like they, I, that's another thing. They didn't, they didn't commit to that either. It's just like sprinkled in there her periodically. Friend. Just this, 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 the whole like woman power thing. Yeah, like it's just, it's not, it's not strong enough in there. It's, it's another thing that's just kind of in there when they need it, and then other than that, then it's not. It's just like she's a strong, independent woman, but when everything goes bad, she still work, moves back in with Cousin Larry. It's just like, it just, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. may, may, and, and I, I'm not trying to rain in your parade, CBS. Maybe I'm not a an episodic kind of person when it comes to my comic book stuff, especially, you know, showing just like, and I'm with Josh where, you know, you you had all the right ingredients. You had Blonsky. You had Wong. You had you know the 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 strong you know um, sidekick who's great. She's wonderful. Even what's her name? Who's Titania? Titania. Yep. She's funny. That's a funny character. I, I liked their banter with yes. them. Yes. How they hated each it's, other. Not for any reason except they're those boldest big both big tough women mm-hmm. that like both you know. I don't know. Like that was that had potential to be cool too. But then she shows up in one episode for like two seconds, and then in another one, it's an entire episode about her suing her for beauty product lines. And then in the finale, she shows up for two seconds. Then she shows up at the wedding for like a minute and a half. It, it, it's all over the place. It's all over the board. Well, she's a peppered in continuing theme of a bad guy. Like taking the comic books, slightly different thing going on. But as far as uh. They're most recently in the Rainbow Row comic book series. They basically made them frenemies. That the plan is to eventually get together so they can bru- bruise it out because no one else can fight with them and be okay. Blow off steam. It's pretty neat the way they did in the comic book. Actually, that first issue is really great. But it, that that's aside from what's happening in the show. Like maybe there wasn't enough for in the show. And as far as the uh, I don't know. As far as the use of the character, I'm surprised that we 
we got her really as a thing. I never really thought we'd ever see Titania in anything. Okay, answer answer me this, CBS. Huh? I, I just kind of dawned on me. Who's the bad guy in the show? Well, the only when it comes to bad guy, the only real bad guy is the the dude that stole all her information, stole her blood. Right. Well, you got the guy they hired to do it. You got Blonsky's a villain at well, one point. Thugs, but he's ne- he's never a villain actually. Like when he, she shows up to bust him out or to get it, to get him legal legal advice to get him out of trouble with the penal system and to do his uh, appeal for release, he's not a bad guy. When he's having the meetings up on his retreat, he's not a bad guy there either. He's absolutely the bad guy. He no. goes to jail at the end of the show. He goes to jail for having taken off his monitor. Yeah, no, for turning into abomination. He yes. broke. He he, it, he broke his legal his legal stance for being that's, that's a bad guy. That's a villain. Oh man. That's like you jaywalked the wrong time. Hey, my dad got a jaywalking ticket the moment he stepped foot in California. It happens. You're the bad guy. I that doesn't make him the bad guy though. Okay, it really Titania. Titania, yes, would be okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, the leapfrog. He's he's a bad guy too. That was stupid. He's a bad guy too. Josh, tell me, leapfrog was stupid, right? That's that that whole character I thought was stupid. Yeah. I mean, he's the mastermind behind stealing her information. Leapfrog? And- no, no, no. You're talking about Hulk King. Hulk King's who you're talking about. Leapfrog's the guy that's a daredevil. The vigilante. Guy. He's the guy with the frog suit with the rockets. The one that shows up when Daredevil. It's okay if you don't remember. Shows. He's very forgettable. Isn't he the same character that like steals like the Hulk no. blood? No. Different no. guy. Different people. Again, a peppered in character that is there for... For some reason. Because it's... He's, there, he's connected to Daredevil in the comic books. That that's where he comes from. They're two different guys, though. He was the rich daddy who has money invested in the firm. That um, is why she was sent to be his lawyer, and it turned out he lied about you know the the use of his rocket boots, which caused the burning right. and the problems. And he exposes himself in court with his lies, which gets their case lost right, first. Right, 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 right. But uh, the person he's suing is the costume maker, which is also a little weird that he's suing the costume maker. But uh-huh. okay. What? Whatever, I, I guess that part is weird. I, I don't. I don't. There's like I said. There's a few things in there that I'm like, eh, okay. There's, 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 about that. there's too many bad guys in this story, and I get that it's episodic, but at some point, you- eh, the, none of them are mastermind bad guys. I mean, Titania is a separate, separate problem. That's a villain. To the rest of it. She's a villain. You yeah, just said no, she's that's a fr- true. She's a villain. That's okay. True. Yeah. I don't. I think. I think. Call I, think Bl- I think Blonsky's yeah. a villain because essentially, Abomination is a villain. Yes. Not in mm. MCU anymore. Okay. In the comic books, yes. In MCU, we've turned him into a understandable misused entity by the government. Okay. You've got the guy who ends up stealing her blood, so there's three. How about the guy that worked with them at one point who was a complete jerk? Oh, the sexist pig guy? Yeah, yes. Ah, you call him a supervillain? I mean, he is a terrible I didn't person. say supervillain. Oh, okay, villain in general. Yeah. I, well, I mean, if that's the case, then there's a you know, look at Winter Soldier, which is one of the best movies they made, and there's eight million villains in there, like literally eight million. But that's not episodic. That has a beginning well, one and an end. So but true. Hydra is technically the bad guy in that. But I mean, yeah, again, as far as bad guys are concerned, Hydra is not one person. It's, it's an entity of people. So it's like there's so many. Yeah, but there is one person in charge of Hydra, though. Uh, ahead, I guess. So, uh, what's his name from River Runs Through It with uh, Brad Pitt? What's that guy's name? He's the old man that was the. I, you're killing guy. me. You're killing me with. 
Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Thank you. <clears throat> Dang it. Jinx. That was Good almost job. the same. Good almost job. the same time. Yeah, so, I mean, when it comes to bad guys, yeah, I mean, if you count him, too, I guess, I guess you can count him. I mean, he's more of just a scumbag. I mean. But he's the, he's the super villain. He's the main he's villain. The mastermind, he's the yeah. mastermind of that whole movie. Oh, sorry, no, yeah. Winter Soldier, different. I, I was back to She-Hulk's guy. Sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Robert Redford is the main bad guy in, in all that. He's the main main, even though he has a bunch of underlings that, even though some of them are named characters like Crossbones and at that point in time, Bucky, you know, as far as pieces are concerned. Uh, then we have Sitwell, and uh, even right. though they have names, I guess they could all be construed underneath one particular leader. So I guess if we stamped the other bad guys with the Hulk King persona, then they could all be one thing. But because they're not, then I guess, okay, so too many bad guys, because I guess you could say the magician's a bad guy too, technically. Sure. Not Wong, but the other guy. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say he's a bad guy, because he's also just a jerk. So I guess jerks are the bad guys. So is that plain? Is that simple enough? To sure. That? Well, then is that all one moniker too? Is no, like it, Hydra. No, it's it. You're you're they, doing they this on purpose. They don't have now. logos. You're, you're right. doing this on purpose. It's now. all jokes. I'm kidding. Yeah, that part is a joke. I, I I'm glad you like it. I am, but I I am with Josh where I'm going. This this is this is not. If sure. you want, if you wanted me to rate it, I mean, it's a two. I give it. Okay. A, I give it a D plus. A D plus. Oh, you're gonna we, go with that? I'm stars. going off CBS's thing. I'd that's give it just a D for plus. movies and something else. That's not how the, this show works on numbers. Yo, you you need to give it a score. Oh, this I, is a TV show. This isn't a comic book. Doesn't matter. He's not gonna. It's all the same you're not score gonna system. do it. It's all the same score system. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a. I I can't even give it a two. I'm gonna give it a one and a half. Okay. And I haven't again. And I haven't watched Miss um, Marvel. Well, it's not. It's not going to be better for that. Like the what it is is not the same thing. And I. Oh, right. I, yeah, it's not. I think I, things I like about Miss Marvel. Uh, Ricky Colty's in the first episode. Uh, he's two different characters. I think that's great because I, I think I she's know, amazing. I don't know who that is. That's understandable. Yeah, I'm not trying to beat you over the head with it, man. It's just not. Well, I didn't make it. I mean, as far as the show's concerned, I mean, I I like it just fine. I just don't want to yuck your yums. Oh no, it's fine. I, when it comes to things, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. That's fine. It's whatever. I mean, just like again, there's certain Thor movies I don't like, but there's reasons for that, and my reasons are, I think, the right reasons. Sure. And as far as this show is concerned, I, I thought it was fun. I, I mean, initially I had issues with certain things, and then they explained those things. And as long as they don't go back on the things they explained themselves, then I think that's a win. Does it make the show perfect? Is it for everybody? Clearly not. I mean, the CGI, my God, like there's. At, there's scenes right next to scenes that some scenes look um, like they're literally in the same movement of things. You go from a scene where everything looks amazing to the very next scene, things looking rough and just not well done. When it comes to the final episode, you can see it the most when she's walking between the sets. I can forgive that one. The reason I can forgive that one is because she's in the real world walking around. She should look different. She sure. should stand out silly because she's supposed to be walking around the real world. But there's plenty of other places in the show that that same thing happens in the show. And that's just not okay. Especially with the man money that Disney has. I mean, make the jokes at the end to try to p- cover it up yourself. That's fine, I guess. But when you go from one scene to the very next scene, they're all the same, like, I don't know, fluid. I, I, they're not separate scenes, even. It's like we come from one side and we see Bruce... And Bruce does whatever he's doing. And we cut to the other side. And we see Jennifer. And Jennifer's, uh, well, she's a mess. 
And then we cut back to the other side, and then she looks fine. Hmm. So the CGI is definitely suspect. And you're right. It is. And I, it, but if you think back to the beginning of this episode, of all of my complaints on this show, the CGI wasn't one of them. I said, yeah, the CGI is rough at points, but I can, like, it's just like the art in a book. I can overlook it if the sto- if it's written well. Sure. It can, what, can be forgivable. That's so, true. So, like, the whole thing, like, if it, the whole thing just looked like garbage, but the show was good, like, it was written well and it flowed with, like, the, the story flowed, I'd be like, I would have probably been like, eh, whatever. Grand Theft Auto 3 is, is, is one of the worst looking games out there. But that game is so much fun, yeah. and it's held in high regard forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's how I equate it to same same thing. It, it, you, you, it, it's okay if it doesn't look fantastic. It doesn't necessarily have to look gorgeous. But if it's still well done, you know, it, it, we can look past those things. I, I give my lowest ratings to books on this show to books that have no that that, that I feel like that the writer doesn't know what they're doing. You've definitely said that before, for sure. About you know, you can you can overlook you know poor art or you know things that look rushed or something. Well, art's certainly a subject too. I mean, some of the stuff you love, I don't love, and some of the stuff I love, you don't love. So Absolutely, it's all subject with that. As far as art and art, I think is a different kind of thing because it's a matter of how your brain perceives what you find attractive. And in art, I think that's slightly different. But I'm not saying that you guys are judging the CGI. I'm, I'm saying I do. Oh, I know. I would just say that, like that, that that's but my least that's of my issues. That's not the, of the killer of the show for you. That's okay. Yeah, that's the least of my issues with it. And it does. There are times, and it looks horrible. Right. It's like horrendous. Like her. I guess I never noticed that big of a difference um, in CGI. So that that's not one of my complaints either. It comes down to writing, and it comes down to a, a flow. <sighs> Maybe that's a better way to put it. It's not. I don't know if it's poor writing. The flow of this entire show is everywhere. It is in. 13 different directions and and it, while some of those arrows stop they either stop too short or too long for me and it, it does that's writing though i mean that's that, yeah 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 that's a showrunner not like looking at point a you're to, right point a to point z and not putting them together that's a good point you're right did you get a score josh i don't remember sorry a d you <laughs> not how that works a number Just quit it so I guess that, I don't know. I give it like a one and I, a half. Yeah, I give it a one and a half. Okay. I mean, as far as show, I did enjoy it, and I and I do like it. Is it perfect? No. None of the shows have been perfect. I mean, the closest to perfect really would probably be Hawkeye. Okay, let's break it down then for you, because huh. the, because on this show we do a, a one, two, three, four, or five. We do yep. it on a scale of one to five. Correct. But your ratings are uh, just with everything are kind of like we we finally got you to rate like Black Adam like off. Off the off B the minus, mind. yeah, but B minus, good score. Rewatchability, one through five, on She Hulk. Yeah, is there something that if? Well, I've rewatched episodes already. Really? Yeah, I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm not watching this again, man. Like I, I rewatched episodes already. Hmm. Like I said, I love episode four. I mean, I'll give you the premise. Setting it up is a little questionable. That's the one with the magician. But I love the rest of episode four. Is it just because you have the hots for that chick? No, it's, that scenario is so funny. And the idea of, like, if we get Dharma, or not Dharmamu, um, Mephisto, and it came from this show, I, I guess the one thing I am disappointed about is that that is a perfect setup for a She-Hulk episode, because you have this random bimbo lady who stumbles into Wong's life by mistake, and he only kind of looks after her because she falls into his living room. 
That's the only reason she's there. Stumbles through hell somehow. Makes it could, a deal it could with be the devil. not hell though. Well, that's where they say she was. Oh, Some kind of demon the, realm. Yeah, I don't. She makes yeah. a deal with the devil that involves. Oh, that's six, true. Six drops of blood. That's true. She did. Say and that. somehow is standing there with what looks like a human heart. The six drops of blood is a reference to Mephisto. Does it mean it's Mephisto? No. <coughs> could, could every demon require that in Marvel? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. That part's whatever. But she made a deal with the devil. Signed a contract. Six drops of blood. How the show did not come back to She-Hulk having to defend Madison to get her out of the contract, I don't know how that didn't happen. Because it's poorly written, man. Because it's poorly written. So and it's episodic, and they make fun of it at the end. And that's why they, they don't, don't do it. Fun that, I mean, no, that's, no, that, no, no, that's no, the no, same no. thing. You, it's episodic, you, and they, they move on from it. That was your explanation. Yeah, th- he's not saying that. He's saying that they, the, show, the show it was mocking itself for being... Different than the rest, of the rest of the shows. That's true. If you, yeah, that's, if you that's made, what you're if you made that the ma- major plot point where it comes back to that, and she has to like defend her, like defend a big baddie being the devil, right? Then that's that's moving towards a, an ultimate goal. That would have been awesome. And that's what the rest of the Marvel yeah. shows are. So that's what we've been talking about. It's just where we, yeah, it's just where we differ. Yeah, is is the, we want that ultimate plot point, and, and the show just doesn't have, and it. the show just doesn't have it. Now, what you just explained has to me, their own piece, sure, so but they there fall should have been another episode, right? No, but what you just explained to me is literally better than what we caught. I, mean, I would watch that show. <laughs> I would watch that. I would. I, I. 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 I want them to do that in season two. I would love to see Jennifer Walters do that exact thing and try and get Madison with a why that's not be, you know where it's supposed to it's be. That, be. That's a, great. That's a great idea. If it's going to be a superhero attorney at law show, and you're gonna you have a bunch of different court cases throughout the whole thing, but then there's one big bad guy underneath. That kind of like it all kind of flows through the whole thing, and at the end of it, it all comes to a head. That would be a great way to do it. If at the end of it, you bring back Bruce, if you're going to bring Bruce back, and he's like, I didn't come back because you need me, I came back because I wanted to, because I'm proud of you for cho- choosing to be a hero, because at the beginning, you told me you didn't want to be, and I came back to stand side by side with you. Like doing something like that. Like, there's a million things that you could have done in this, and they don't do any of them. We've already written a better season than this was in this room, and, and, and that—that's our point. <laughs> yeah, this was the writers' room. We yeah, just wrote uh, season we, two. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone should listen. Then maybe she should walk into this writers' room. I would be so mad. <laughs> this is a stupid fourth wall. Break. Man, the CGI showing up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys think anything about uh, about a uh, scar? I thought it was dumb. Scar, the sun showing up. Oh yeah, I, 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 why? Yeah, that's my question. Just what? I get that you're going Young Avengers. I get it. But there is a better way to. But he's not Hulkling. He's Scar. He's a different person. Totally different character. Yeah, it's a different character. I could see you replacing. Wait, I'm one sorry. With Hulk, the other. Hulk, I'm, hold on. So Young Avengers has Hulkling. Oh, I thought it had Scar. I'm sorry. No, no Scar is like looks the same size as the Hulk and he carries a sword and he's got like tattoos and like he's like, looks super like Conan. Big. So he's not in Young Avengers. No. He's like a Hulk version of Conan. Yeah. It 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 looked that was one of the points of the CGI where I was like, that looks bad. Yeah. He looked bad. It looked rushed. It looked dumb. His hair looks stupid. <laughs> I I understand that. And then why? What 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 Oh, I forgot to. Hey, here's my son. Blah, 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 blah. I think Mark Ruffalo probably walked into this scene and went, "Oh man, this is going to be so bad." 
Because <laughs> I've worked with real movie directors and, you know, been on million dollars, you know, bi- billion dollar, you know, making movies, you know, that are comic book related and, you know, they are not done this hokey and this whatever. Oh, here's my son from Sakar and we're having a barbecue. Blah, blah, blah. Nah. The look for him is very off. And I guess in the, uh, from a couple pictures I saw on the internet, they, what they had for a design for the show, he had like, more emo hair in his face, and then for whatever reason they decided to go with the Shaolin Monk look. And, uh, I mean, I could see you shortcutting a Hulkling that is not Hulkling, I guess. It's not the right character, but if you're not going to have the twins anyway, why have Hulkling? Although Secret Invasion would lead to that idea, so I guess we'll see. But as far as building an Avengers, I guess I could see them using that instead. And people are saying that we're going to get a, a World War Hulk, or that's what the internet is saying. I don't think it's actually been officially said anywhere. I guess I don't know if it has or not. No, no. It's just but a theory at this point. As an idea, that doesn't make any sense. Because we already had Planet Hulk in the form of Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yeah. And Hulk returning to Earth became a buddy cop trip back to Earth. So, like, entirely different. So, the idea of a Planet Hulk existing makes no sense to me. Unless it's like the Hulk decides to run wild because whatever. Which still doesn't make any sense. So that's the farthest reach I could see. I mean, I could see like maybe the planet Sakaar comes storming Earth because they want something back from Earth, but it doesn't make any sense. So like that concept is f- very foreign to me. And like the original Hulkling sketches, not Hulkling, the original Scar sketches for this show had his hair like down his face, kind of like, I mean, not long, like, uh, who was, what's, oh, I can't remember the name of the band. Um, the guy that sings the song Mother, that's not the name of the song either. The short, he, The Misfits? Yes, The Misfits. God, okay, thank you. you. I'm glad you got there, man. The peak, the peak, because the hair, I did yeah, the yeah. guy. I, the hair spike, yep, it's yeah, like yeah. that, but yeah. shorter. So, like, the original sketches, I think, were far worse. It makes him look like a brooding, angsty teenager, which, this doesn't come off that way. No. And I don't know if their plan is to try to make a, family hulk show or what exactly that is even supposed to be so the look they went with better than the sketches because the sketches definitely draw the opposite thing um but yeah i don't i don't know about that as a thing in general i i mean i don't mind scar being around but i feel like they already missed their boat doing that with the whole return to earth for banner in the first place because the whole setup from that comes from that other show or comes from the other uh book the planet planet hulk which we already did he could still have a kid. I mean, he was there for five years as the Hulk, so him having sired multiple children is a perfect possibility. But I don't see us ever going into that as a movie. It just seems maybe namesake, and it's not the same movie, or not the same as the book at all. I guess you could do that, recycle the name, kind of like Civil War did. Because Civil War is not really Civil War. It's similar, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? As far as recycling titles. So, Rotten Tomatoes has an 85% for She-Hulk. The average audience score is 33%. Oh, wow. That's rough. Yeah. That's odd. It's a pretty big skew, but... I don't know. As far as things like it, there's plenty of episodes I like in this show, but as far as uh, as far as a season two, I think if there is a season two, it won't play quite the same way. I don't think, because of the way the dialogue is written at the end with her and Kevin, I don't think that would be something we ever see again as a thing. And if we see her in other shows, 
I have a feeling it would be like the comic books. And in the comic books, when she shows up in the Fantastic Four, or she shows up in the X-Men, or she shows up in the Avengers, she is just like Thor or Cap or anybody else, and she behaves just like a normal entity in the books. No fourth wall breaking, no shenanigans. Now, because that's how it works in the comics, not in her own books, in the other books, if she shows up in an Avengers movie, if she showed up in something else. I mean, I could see her in Daredevil maybe doing it, only because they've mixed those two the way they did. But I find it unlikely that if she shows up in any of these bigger movies, that that would be how it's played. I don't think we'll see her winking at the camera and stuff. Hmm. I just don't think we will. Which I'm I'm okay with that. Again, I'm okay with the fourth wall breaking. The, The stuff that happens in the first, probably what, four episodes? It's cute. It's quirky. It's... Oh, you thought that it's a, it it gives exposition too, and it it's smart. The moment you cross that line and make it all about it, you lost me. Right. Well, yeah, like 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 I said, the the, the end episode goes too far. Um, I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you know that. I mean, oh for sure. Yeah. When it comes to the rest of the episodes, I, I don't know. I I like them just fine. But when it comes to the end episode, it goes it goes too far. You have to score it still, by the way. Oh God, yeah. Um. I don't know, three and a half, three. Like I don't like it as much when it, if it was going to rank in a rewatchability. Um, I think I watched Hawkeye and WandaVision. Well, I was, re- was going to go through. More. Why I asked watchability? I was going to go through like through like three different things. I was going to oh, do watchability, okay. and then Hawkeye. We all agree is the most rewatchable, right? Because I, I think it is. Yeah, I'll probably watch it every Christmas time. Yeah, I, I really. I oh, think, yeah. I think oh, it's, it's the most rewatchable. It's fun. But uh, with with this one, like with the TV show. It's like what's the rewatchability? How does it look? What's how does how are the visuals? And we, I, I think we could probably say this: the visuals on this one are probably like a one and a half. They're not that good. Argue, I mean, well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, when they're I'd good, they're more, good. Yeah, I, I'd say if you're trying to make individual breakdown of the score for it, I would just give it a, a, a three overall. Uh, but if you're trying to make each individual thing step separately, then as far as we rewatchability for me like a three and a quarter not every episode but as a whole sure visuals i mean i'm going to set it probably two and a half right in the middle because i think 50 percent of it looks great the other 50 percent of it i'm like ah man what's happening like like it wasn't done or like they need to throw another stack of money on the barbie to get it done what's the third one just yeah what's the third one writing so. Well, again, I, I, for me, yeah, he enjoyed it. For me, because I view it as an episodic thing, certain episodes I feel are stronger than other ones. I feel like there's dialogue in certain episodes that are better. I feel like the Wrecking Crew episode was was kind of weak in his dialogue, only because of the way it's handled. But is that because I didn't like the way the Wrecking Crew came off? Probably. Um, does it kill this show for me? No. Do I feel like it was a disappointment? Sure. Um, but when it comes to like. Writing in general, certain episodes are great. As as a whole, I, I get that it didn't have the payoff that most other shows have had. And I, I will give you, if you're looking for the next big thing, or you're looking for the next step in the universe, this show does not have it. I mean, as a thing, it just doesn't. I mean, I guess you could pepper in the idea that Dharmamu, or not Dharmamu, uh, that uh, Mephisto came from here. I don't think that's the truth. I think that's in there as a wink at the audience. For those that know anything about the way that that character works, are we ever gonna get him? I mean, I don't know, man. 
There's been so many opportunities and people continue to think that's who it is over and over and over again. So I don't know. But when it comes to writing, I mean, I don't know if it's a 50-50 or not. But for me, I guess, I guess I'm in the middle on it too. I mean, certain episodes I like a lot. I feel like a lot of the dialogue is witty. I feel like some of the stuff she says is pretty funny. Is it laugh out loud funny? I mean, I don't laugh at a lot of stuff, so I mean, no. But as far as explanations of making things make sense, like with the blood, and initially I was like, what is going on? But that's one episode. You talk about that episode specifically, but you don't talk about any of the other episodes in depth like you do that one. Like, that's your, obviously your favorite the, episode. the rest of it doesn't bother me the same way. Like, that that initially bothered me a lot. The rest of the dialogue is whatever. I mean, the way they get Mr. Miracle to admit to his wrongdoing and then throws himself out a window, I think is hilarious. Mr. Eternity? Mr. Eternity. Yeah. I, I, uh, that part, I, I keep coming back to that. That situ- it's situationally hilarious. Right. And, and, and having him throw himself, I did laugh out loud at that. I laughed multiple times in that episode. I, I think that's one of the stronger right. episodes. And it's a bit the entire thing. Right. It's a, it's a slapstick bit. I mean, it's, it's it, very, very it silly. Not, you, and you can get, as as far as it, that, whoever the showrunner, so your showrunner is going to make sure that your season starts and finishes like strong, and it goes together. And you can have episodic things happen. You can have each show's its own entity, but it's ultimately working to this this final goal. Just like if you watch it, like I mean, this isn't a show about nothing. This isn't Seinfeld. This isn't like there's not a season finale in Seinfeld. It's just another episode. They didn't have season finales really, but like. In Friends, like there was, there was a, a story that ran through the entire season. Correct. Like, like Ross has a baby with some random chick, and but he's really in love with Rachel, and that's the storyline that goes through the entire thing. There's, a, there's a difference. This show is almost like Seinfeld in the aspect of like, it, there's no story. There's things that happen in each show. But there's no story. And I don't think they did that on purpose. So that's where I'm massively disagreeing with you. They're not, it's not a Seinfeld. It's, well, it's not, I mean, level wise, it's not. But nobody does, nobody's uh, really done Seinfeld like that. Like most shows have a, th- a, a common plot thread that, that, that's true. that lingers through the entire thing. Even like New Girl. Like mm-hmm. there's every, I can pick any kind of like situational, a sitcom or whatever it is, like a three camera show. Which is like this is kind of supposed to be, or like or a single cam or whatever. But like there's right. there's, there's a single like things happen individually in each episode. Like I know some of the Marvel like the short stories when like the six episode ones are like a little bit more compressed, and so they're gonna it's going to be a continuation of exactly what happened last episode. Right. But like like a giant movie. But like this, the, and even if this is more episodic, there's still like the the common plot thread. There's there's not a common plot thread. That goes through the entire thing, right? Like I said, the, 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 your finale that happens literally is comes up in in the episode before. So, and it, it would have been very easy to fix that. I mean, you can have that run through the entire show. You just have to drag it out and have little pieces of it show up in each episode, or, or however you want to do it. What I will say is, it, it, we've said it so many times on this show, and that is, we talk about the quality. And you know, when WandaVision came, and you know, when um, Hawkeye came out, and even Moon Knight, the, the quality of these shows in writing and in, um, while they may not have paid off in the ways that some of us wanted it to, ultimately the quality was there. It's not here on this from beginning to end. 
if I had to give it a rewatchability, I'd give it a one. I may watch the Mr. Is not Mr. Miracle. Mr. Immortal. Mr. Immortal. I kept screwing it up. That's a funny episode. I might watch that again. Uh, As far as looks, I'll I'll go two. And as far as writing, I'll give it a one. I mean, uh, again, this, this is bottom of the barrel for me. And I, I, yeah, and so I mean, ultimately, like when, when I can, and when I, to me specifically, consider something rewatchability, I look at like, and it's not the same anymore because not really anybody has just like cable television where they just sit and right. scroll through channel to channel and stop on something just to watch it because it's on. Right. But like, if I was scrolling through television, like just just pushing channel up and just scrolling through, like, oh, How I Met Your Mother, I'll put that on because I'm doing other things. I can have it on playing in the background. Like that's rewatchability to me. Like something like Cobra Kai. Like I'll rewatch Cobra Kai. I'll rewatch Ted Lasso. Like if it if it was if I was scrolling through the channels and that was on, I would stop on it. Like this, I would skip away over this. I would never go back to it. Like there's a few things that I'm like like I want to see again because I like I feel like CBS me disagree with how we like how we interpreted something. So I want to see that part. Like I'm like yeah, whatever. Yeah, like I said, I gave it a one. So I know that it, it was just. As much as I wanted to be success, be successful and enjoy it, I, I, I thought it was him, so. And again, I think that we, uh, just tonight, I think you yourself wrote a better season than this season was in 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 just a, in just a matter of minutes. Well, I write comic books and movies. So there you go. Sense. Yeah, I, that's the, the that's true. I mean, I'm not saying that James Gunn shouldn't hire me to do Superman because I feel like I do a pretty good job. Let's go, baby. I'm just putting it out there in the world. You know what I mean? Well, you don't love Superman the way I do, so you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I think you're. I think you're drastically wrong. I just like Batman more. But when it comes to Superman, like the pieces I feel like are missing is they, they don't give him the heart because he doesn't have the human element that he needs in the Man of Steel. It gets close, and it's acceptable. It was because Nolan had produced it, and like they were trying to be too Dark Knight. Sure. Like that's why. I mean, but they but were. In the end of the day. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think that, I don't as, think as that, a thing. I don't think that I think you you get bits and pieces of it periodically, but I mean, overall, maybe we'll consult you, and then you know that'll be that'll be that. Yeah, but you, yeah, no, we don't want to eat a bunch of dad jokes in Superman. <laughs> They're only once in a while, man. Yeah. The grimace one wasn't the best one. I'll give you that. It was but, a, it was a reach, but yeah. I mean, I'll give you the grimace doesn't show up the way he used to. Yeah, yeah. So that's unfortunate. Forty years ago, thirty years ago, yeah, I think all those characters don't exist anymore. Yeah, I don't know if they do. They still exist. Do they? They they made a batch of toys recently with them. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. When? He's the big purple one, right? Yeah, he's weird. Maybe three or four months ago, they did versions of them. All had four eyes. I guess is connected to some artist or rapper, maybe. What? Yeah, it was weird. Like they had the grimace, and they had the birdie character, which I think is called Birdie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All with like these four eyes. It was the bizarrest thing. I'm sorry. They had a thing of Grimace with four eyes. McDonald's did this? Little toys, yes. That sounds like a nightmare waiting to happen. That scares me. Don't disagree. Okay. I told you it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't like that at all. That makes me uncomfortable. I'll I'll find you a picture. (laughs) I believe you. They were were bizarre. I don't know if I want to see a picture. That makes me uncomfortable. I'd say they're still around. Mayor McCheese, maybe not. Mayor McGann. But when it comes to like. It, it was the weirdest thing. I don't remember who it's connected to. I think it's an, it's an artist or a rapper. Someone that was connected to that four-eyed thing is something connected to them. Was the Hamburglar them, too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Hamburger, Mary McCheese, Grimace, Birdie, Ronald McDonald. Right. A couple other ones. The little fry kids. Uh, fry kids. Yeah. Nuggets. Weird. See, his whole thing for a minute. What's next, Marvel-wise? 
Um, well, let's see. The next thing to release. So, Holly Christian Special, we figured out, is the 25th of oh, November. Good. That's just a single thing, though, um, right? It, yeah. It's a, it's a one-off, just like Werewolf by Night was a one-off. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance. I really do want to watch it. It's all right. At one point, we'll do something about Werewolf by Night. I, I, I wouldn't say I liked it a lot, too. Josh, did you hate Werewolf by Night? Did you like it? It was, it was whatever. I mean, it was really short. It's like a one. Yeah, I think it's an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 55 minutes, I think is all. Yeah. It's not very long. It's a one off. It's not, it's not whether, I mean, Christmas it, special will be that way too, I think. It's like a base. Yeah. So this is just like the Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Um, man things in it. It's not spoiling anything. I like man thing. I always say he was cool. Totally spoiled that for me. I do like man thing. It is a reveal thing in it, but. It's not really because on the IMDb it says man thing like four if times. If you read the man, I haven't IMDb. read the IMDb. You ruined it. <laughs> well, he's in it pretty early on, so he'll be fine. It's, it's not, still, it's still. It's not like watch. a catch at the end. No. It's like no, yeah, it's not. He's it's, one of the main yeah, characters. Like that. Cool. I, I was just messing with you. You're fine. Well, ultimately, I like that one too. It has a totally different feel to it. But as far as like next thing, yeah, I think the next thing, big movie wise, is Black Panther. Um, as far as the date for Black Panther, though, man, I used to know that. I don't know that now. It's November 18th. Oh, there you go. I want to say. So then Panther would be next. Um, after Panther would be the Christmas special. Um, I think that's it for this year, though. Marvel, uh, release-wise at least. I think the next film is until we get into uh, May next year, I think. Which I might be wrong about that, too, because I feel like there's one in January. Uh I think there is one in January, isn't there? There might be. November 11th, I'm sorry. No, it's close enough. There's got to be something in January. I think there is. But now my brain can't remember what it is. Quantumania. should see it, because it's great. Is it January? February 23rd. Okay. February 2023. So, yeah, still next year. Quantumania. May of next year is Guardians. So, that's our summer movie. Fantastic. Did you watch the Quantumania trailer? I did. Yeah, I liked it. That was good. I liked it. I think I think it's neat. I like uh, I like everything they got going on there. Yeah, I think there's some cool stuff in it. I think Kang looks awesome. I was really interested to see how they were going to do like his um, face, whether it was a mask or whatever. But his face just lit up by those lights. I thought was really oh inside the helmet. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool and, and turning it blue without yeah it actually without without blue. making him actual blue. I was like oh that's. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. That's so so much cooler than what I thought in my head. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was neat. Michelle Pfeiffer is still beautiful, by the way. Oh yeah, she she looks great. Um, Michael Douglas always kills the daughters. She's great. And what you? Uh, I wanted to ask you about that. Too. You said she got recast for what reason? I don't know why. Oh okay. Like ultimately, she's been so three different actresses have played the part of the daughter. Mm-hmm. There's the original daughter, which was in the first two Ant Man movies. Uh, then we have the the older daughter, which From is in uh, Endgame. Endgame. Then we have this version of the daughter, which I don't know why they switched actresses. To be honest, because it's been a zillion years, and like the other, maybe they just needed somebody that like this specific age. I mean, maybe, but this is all supposed to be happening after Endgame, so right. But that was how it's been. How much Endgame's been like six years ago, right? That's true. So maybe just aiming for the age of the actor to stay the same, and the actress aged enough that it wouldn't be okay. I mean, as far as that, I don't feel like there's a specific reason. They just, they just did. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, th- so, I thought you had said something about it. No, it was just that I was surprised they had. But with time in the world, that actually makes a lot of sense because the older her would be five years older. So if the movie's supposed to be happening within the next two years, that wouldn't work. Right. 
But either way, it doesn't matter necessarily because the actress they pick seems to be doing just fine. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the look in the trailer is great. I think the trailer's hilarious where he's like walking around and everyone's calling him Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man it's yeah. so funny to me. It's clever. Paul Rudd is also just great. Like, that dude's awesome. So, whether he's in Ghostbusters or whatever, he's he's great. So Agreed. When it comes to that, I think it'll be... I think it'll be an awesome movie too. I mean, that's another one that started out pretty low on the rungs for people. And then like over time, finally like kind of landed where it probably should because it's even the first movie did not start hot that first couple weeks and then it caught up. So really Ant-Man did like in theater opening. No man. Opening week was soft. I loved Ant-Man. Oh yeah. It was great. But it was one that took a minute for people to warm up to. Mm-hmm. Like initially you think the crowd that went was people that are comic book people for it. And then after people giving your reviews and talking about it, bring it back around and, like, all that cast in there. I mean, I really hope we get Michael Pena and the gang in there again. I don't necessarily know they're who funny, will, But they're they're also great. T.I. Like, yeah, yeah. T.I. I can't remember the dude's name, but he's the guy that wrote Count Crowley. And I met him in uh, at the uh, Comic-Con. In, Polka Dot uh, Man. Polka Dot Man, yeah. Uh, God, David. No, that's not right. I don't remember his name. That's bad. It's David. Is it? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. He's also Schiff in uh, The Dark Knight. He is. He's got a crazy last name, uh, but he's a guy who writes Count Crowley, which uh, was a book we reviewed on the show before, and um, he's awesome. I hope that thing gets turned into something at some point. Um, I, I met him at the, uh, gosh, what's the show that happened in July? It was, oh, WonderCon. Gosh, I can't remember the names. Uh, so at WonderCon, I went up meeting him, and uh, well, I told him how much I thought his book should be a show, and he's like, your mouth, God's ears, and I'm like, that's awesome. And then we talked about where it kind of came from, so I mean, I've told that story on this show before. But yeah, he, he was really cool to talk to, too. And Account Crowley, I love. I think it's great. So hopefully we get... David Dutch... Wow. Das Munchen? Yeah! There Thank you, you. I have to see it to be able to say it. You got David. You got it right. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, yeah, but you can dress people by the first name. makes it a lot easier. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm hoping those guys are in it, just because I, I like them so much in the other ones. and They're funny, for sure. Oh, yeah, hilarious. T.I. T.I. is Dave. He in is the movie. funny, dude. Yeah, he is, he is, he is funny. Because he's just Dave, which I also think is funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I thought that trailer was great. I was real happy to see the holiday trailer today, too. Like, that was. It's funny. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I think that's great. I think Batiste is so, so good. In Gun We Trust. I, you're, you're right. That's entirely what it is. I'm all in. I mean, even if the DC, whatever comes out of DC, is only 50% as good as the Guardian stuff, it'll be. Just amazing. No, it's not going to be. It's going to be amazing. I, I hope it is. Uh, anything else about She-Hulk? I think we beat it enough, Josh. Yeah. Do we want to kick a dead horse some more or no? No, I'm good. I mean, I, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Two, two different votes, but that's yeah, okay. I'm glad you liked it. It's, it's, a, it's all good. So we got an interview from the Colorado Springs Comic Con with Bart Shears. I'll run that for you guys now so you enjoy that for a second and we'll be back in just a minute. Hey guys, this is Steve at Top 5 Comics Podcast here at the uh, Colorado Springs Comic Con 2022 and I am here with Bart Sears, artist extraordinaire. Mr. Bart, you've been doing this a long time, man. Like, What got you into doing comic books, man? Let's see. It's been 38 years, actually, I think. Um... I, I just loved heroic fiction as a kid, and when I was 10, I decided uh, that I wanted to draw comics, so I started training myself along the, that route, and started drawing them when I was 20. Oh, man. 
Man, well, and like road and path, like, okay, so if you want to get stuff from me right now, where's the best place to get stuff from you? Uh, probably online, actually. Uh, my website is bartsearsart.com, and you can email me from there or whatever, or on uh, social media. I'm Bart Sears Art on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, although I forget about Twitter a lot. <laughs> All the different dot coms. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. Right? So, like, so t- training, like, what, what did you, like, how, how did you go about that? Like, what, who did you look at and say, this is what I want to draw like? I mean, you self-taught yourself. Like, what did, how was, what was that like? Um, well, I, uh, I would actually, when I was 10, 11, I would take tracing paper right over comics and trace the figures. Um, but I was doing it trying to figure out how they drew them. You know, I was trying to, you know, I didn't really know much about actual drawing. Though I'd been drawing my whole life and sculpting a lot. But I had an innate, an innate sense of form and perspective, which I think made it a lot easier for me to uh, make uh, leaps pretty quickly as I was learning. And I did go to a year of the Joe Kubert School in New Jersey when I right out of high school. Um, but I learned there I hated to draw, so I quit. <laughs> Moved furniture for a while and said, you know what? I've got a talent. I should use it. So I did some sample pages and went to Marvel and got work. Like you were saying, the, the sculpting and shaping, like the shapes that things are, they form. I remember when you used to do Brutes and Babes, like all that stuff was about that, teaching people how to draw things during the Wizard magazines, yeah. which is fantastic stuff. Thank you. I, what are you working on right now, partner? Uh, I just finished a 10-page story for Graham Nolan's Mighty Men Indiegogo. I can't think of what it's called. And uh, a bunch of small projects. My wife and I write and draw Maiden for Heavy Metal. Um, which we haven't done in a while. i got to get back to that. And uh, there's a new company called Phenom Comics that I'm working on a 12-issue story uh, called Icker, I-C-H-O-R, which I'm really just getting into now. And uh, I'm not really sure when that's coming out, but they're a smart company. They run really well. And they've been around for a while without anyone knowing it. So they're, uh, they're in for the long haul, so it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, I never heard of them before. That's, that's cool. So what was the name of the book again? Sorry. Icker, I-C-H-O-R, Phenom, F-E-N-O-M. They just they just launched officially like two or three months ago, so they're they're new guys. Nice, we'll have to look for them. So in the grand scheme of things, what's your favorite thing to draw, man? Dang, um, thing or character? Either or. Well, all I draw are, are comics and comic-related stuff. Um, yeah. Man, I don't know. I just, I like the heroic fiction. I like telling the story. So as long as there's storytelling, I like that better than doing just pinups and covers. Sure. Well, I mean, that's one of the major elements of books in the first place. I mean, that's all, like, the same stuff you were trying to teach us back in those magazines, man. Yeah. yeah. And the fun part for me is the roughs, like, over there. That's the that's the part I actually enjoy. Once you got to do the finishes, it's like, eh. You know, that takes a while. And if you know my stuff, you know, I do different types of finishes depending on the prod- sure. project. So to me, the heart of drawing is that understructure. That's the fun part. Yeah, yeah pencils all day, man. Yeah. Well, as far as, like, uh, when it comes to other things, like the book I just got from you, actually, which is for a dude back in the store, a dude named Jason, as the heads to roll, is a book collection of your sketches of heads? Yep. Yeah, I draw a lot of uh, heads on 5 by 8 Bristol. And I've been doing it for years, so I got the idea to put a collection together and do a crowdfunding thing, which I did through Zoop uh, last year. I guess it was last year. 
And um, yeah, so I still have a few left, so I'm selling the shows. And online, although I don't have a store or anything yet, but hopefully. I'm also going to redo uh, Drawing Power, uh, which was a book I did in the 80s. Maybe the 90s. I guess I did it in the 90s. Uh, it was about how to uh, draw a splash page. That's The whole book was just about drawing one splash page. So I revised that, and uh, we put that together. And I'm probably going to launch that in November. Nice. Kickstarter also? Probably Indiegogo. Indiegogo? Okay. Yeah. Right on. So of all the characters you've drawn, is there anybody you haven't drawn that you want to? Uh, uh, in their book, I'd like to do a Thor book. I think that'd be fun. Hulk, depending on the story, would be fun. Um, love to do Batman Monthly or Detective. Oh, Detective Monthly. Batman stuff looks your, your Batman stuff looks great. Thanks. So Thanks. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. What's your go-to karaoke song? I don't karaoke. Oh man, not at all. Man, what have you had? To? Nope. No. no. Not even a single. No, song? it would probably be uh, it'd be something from probably the fifties. Right. Something Elvis, maybe. Well, Elvis is always a good choice. Any single longable too? Yeah. All right. I, mean, I know all the songs that I grew up with in the 70s and 80s, but I couldn't tell you the name of one right now. But when they're on, I know all the words, so who the heck knows. Sure. But not a singer. <laughs> all right, well, if you're stranded on a deserted island and you only take five items with you, what five items would you take? Oh, Christ. Beer? <laughs> um, now you got to make me think. <laughs> Probably uh, some kind of uh, an iPad or something so I could write, because that's what I enjoy doing is writing. Sure. And I can't read what I print, so I need a, something to type it with. Um, five items. Jesus. Items uh. can also be people. Huh? Items can also be people. Nah. Well, then I'd take my wife. She'd be fun to be stranded with. Um <laughs> And, uh, geez, that's three. God, I gotta have five? <laughs> um, I mean, two open holes. You're gonna, <laughs> once you're there, you're gonna want them. <laughs> but I won't think of them until I'm there. That's how all, that's how all traveling and planning works. Oh, dear God. Um, well, then I take wine, beer and wine. That would keep me occupied, I guess. And, uh, I don't know. I guess matches. Start a fire. Something practical? Yeah, at least one practical thing. I don't know. All right, if you lived in Fantasyland, would you ride a chocolate pony? No. It'd be melty, right? Yeah. Yeah, just, that just just the image of that, you know, sitting, straddling a chocolate pony now. I'd, no. No. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks for taking, taking the time to talk with me, Barry. I appreciate it a lot, man. Oh, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you very much. I want to thank Bart again for taking the minute to sit, sit and talk with me for a minute. He signed a couple of books for a couple of guys back at the store. Jason over at the uh, Maverick. One of those was from him. Anyway, awesome guy we need to talk to. I mean, as far as presence in the world, he's done so many Marvel things and was such a part of a generation of artists. And a lot of folks learned to draw a style of eyes from him. So, which is I think, think is really cool. But yeah, he was a really cool guy to talk to. Um, see, so after that... Uh, what'd you learn today, Tyler Brown? 
Don't take more than one. I know, I always do that. Oh, I didn't know that the uh, costume designer in um, Daredevil was was arrested. I forgot that. I, I I would. I'm with you. I thought he had. I thought he had been killed. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I, yeah but that's not yeah. the case. I learned. I, I learned that. I learned that he was arrested. Forty-five. What'd you learn today? I learned it separately from you that uh, She Hulk and Bionic Woman were connected. That's true. What did I learn today, Mister Brown? I don't know, man. Um. I always say he's learned anything. No, I think you definitely learned. So I think you, I think you're shocked that, or learned that Josh and I really didn't like this more than you thought. I, I don't think you came into this thinking that we were going to be so low on the show for sure. I knew you both weren't fans of it, but yeah, I thought you. Th- I think you. I thought you would think that we were more, you know, middle of the road on it. And we're we're definitely not. Um, That's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, is there any action figure news, Josh? Um, I did. Did you see this giant Galactus thing? I saw something about a giant Galactus uh, figure. That was, that was a Haslab. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. People, it's, people like had to back it, and so that was like last like a year. They're usually about a year out. I backed a his, those tanks up there behind you. They're called his tanks. Yeah, the his tanks. Yeah, yeah like they're doing like a and then the those those taller GI Joes right next to them. They're making a there was a Haslab funding thing for that size of GI Joe, hmm. and it comes out next year, nice. yeah, like next September, I think. It comes with four figures, so like that's usually what they do is like they crowd you, you crowdfund it. So like the first stage you get like if it crowdfunds, will definitely make at least the Galactus, and then the next if the then they have stretch goals after that. So then like so everybody's getting getting their Galactuses. They did a Sentinel a couple years. Yeah, they ago. did. Nice. Sentinel. They've done a few different things. They're doing they, a Rob. Is it Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider thing right now? They are, but it's not doing as well as they expected it to. But it's like a Robbie Reyes with a hot rod that has addable flames and it's got light up stuff and it looks dumb. It, it has a lot of pieces to it, but they started out that particular campaign started out with the early bird special being a Robbie Reyes like a full action figure. And it didn't meet its numbers, so they did away with that, and they added something else to make progress later, and then they went back and added the head to where you can swap the head out on the Ghost Rider for the Robbie Reyes head, which should have been a thing in the first place. And folks are not happy about that, and they added they added a Mephisto um, figure. However, he's not sized any bigger than a normal Marvel Legend, and the one that they made at Marvel Select was a lot better... The head's really good, but the body's like Marvel Select were bigger though figures. They though. are, they they are, but when it comes to like Haslab, they don't have the same restrictions. They should be able to do something different, but yeah. the body for it um, looks like a repainted like Iron Fist body or something. Anyway, the head looks cool, and then they added a Goblin Queen, which it it's weird because she's an X Men character. But, I mean, she kind of connects to Hellpower, so I guess whatever. Well, they put a Silver Surfer figure with Galactus, and there's been, like, 30 Silver Surfer figures. I mean, I'll agree. I, I mean, I didn't back I didn't. I didn't, under, I didn't understand that but one. But he at least makes sense. I mean, he makes sense. But there's, but there's, a, million, but there's a million other Heralds that they could have made, and they didn't. Well, agreed. I'm not arguing the point. Yeah, that, that one I was confused pick. about when it comes to that. I was like, that's weird. They could have had... He makes sense, though. I mean, does Goblin Queen make sense with Ghost Rider? Not I really. Don't, I don't have any idea. I thought that maybe she, like, they connected at one point. No. They've never been in a comic together at all? Uh, maybe Jean Grey and the Ghost Rider. But Jean Grey is not the Goblin Queen, so... 
I'm going to say no. I mean, you have to wake up, you have to Google check that, but I'm going to say no. Highly unlikely. Although they are going to be doing a Goblin Queen crossover with Spider-Man, so I guess you never know. It might happen. But that's a totally different flavor, too. Spider-Man is not the same as Ghost Rider, so. So, yeah, so I don't know. But yeah, the, the HasLab, the, his tank's great. I mean, even we both got in on that thing. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. But they've done a bunch of different stuff, Tyler. They did some Star Wars ones. Um, well, they didn't do the Star, they didn't fund. Well, the Mandalorian ship. The Mandalorian ship did. did. The other one did. But it didn't, it didn't meet, meant that many of its stretch goals. Um, Jabba's barge didn't fund. Mm, Bummer. It was huge. I don't know where you'd put it, but it was huge. Yeah, it was supposed to be like the size of this table. Yeah. Yeah, like, but it was going to be a lot. A couple of things didn't fund. Oh, the, the night, uh, not night, night sister, the third sister. Oh, from uh, her lightsaber was a, a has lab, which I thought was weird because I don't know there was add-ons to a light like a, you know, the, like the full on the lightsabers that they sell. Like I don't know why mm-hmm. they didn't just make that lightsaber because yeah, no, that's weird. That's but, the one that's got the round thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the one was, from Obi Wan. I was like, okay, that, but it was a random one. It didn't fund. Isn't she in the Force Unleashed games too? I don't know that. No. I think it's a different sister. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I'm wrong. They call her something else. Sorry. But anyway, action figure news wise, that's That's it. That's really it, man. Cool. Do you guys got any books to watch at all? I don't have any books, but uh play Marvel Snap. Um it, it, I'm not the biggest card guy. Like I, I like magic every now and then, but um Marvel Snap's a lot of fun. Um super addicting. It's free to play. Get it on your phone. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if if you're into any of that stuff, uh, make your own decks. I have a an X Men deck that's like, you know, however many cards. It's just just X Men. The coolest part about it is it takes like three minutes to play a game. So you, on your on your break at work, you can grind out a couple games, and it, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Cool. Um, well, um, as far as books, uh, Barbaric's going to be getting another series. They just wrapped up issue three of the current run. Uh, but they're going to be doing another series that's going to have four issues. Uh, so much the advertising, actually the new advertising ad, they said, with an extra book, which I think is hilarious. Uh, but that's Michael Morisi and Nathan Gooden. They're, and they're great. So if you haven't seen Barbaric, you should really get into it. And this, at this point, uh, there's a total of seven issues if you count the special. The first one's collected in a volume. At least get that because it's fantastic. Uh, outside that, there's a couple new things happening. Um, I mean, I do think a Darkwing Duck thing is really cool. So, if you were ever a fan of the cartoon, I, I think probably be something that you'd like. Uh, there's a new book coming out um, here in about three months from Boom Comics called Mosley. Uh, Mosley's being written by uh, uh, Rob Guillory, who uh, has been on the show also, and was the artist on Chew, and is the writer and artist on a book called Farmhand. Uh, this one is about a uh, a bitter old janitor. Uh, then in the future has decided that the c- corporately controlled government and world that is oppressing the people. Uh, he's been sent a message from a higher power to, to stop it. So uh, uh, he's going to go and break the system or smash it till it, it stops. Um, it's a five-part miniseries. It's being written by Rob and it's being drawn by a dude named uh, Sam, Sam Lofton. Lofton. Uh, the test pages look really cool. I don't really know Sam from anything else, but I know Rob, and I like Rob as a writer, and I like Rob as an artist, so there'll be Gillery covers, and 
as far as a mini series, I think it should be pretty fun. Uh, so bitter, bitter janitor, you know, trying to fix the world. I think that'll be really cool. Um, if you're not reading something killing the children, that thing is still great. Um, so good. Uh, book wise, I can't wait for whatever it turns into a show. I guess we'll see what happens with Netflix, but, uh, it's, it's good. Like it a lot. They started Midnight Suns over at, uh, Marvel. It's, uh, gonna be a miniseries also. I want to say it's a five part. The first issue of it's really good. Issue two came out, I think, last week. It was supposed to come out when the game came out, but the game got delayed until February or March, I want to say. Right. Uh, so book wise, I mean, it, it's got Wolverine, Blade, yep. um, Magic, uh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Well, it's a, a Ghost Rider. It's, uh, the, the, the female Ghost Rider. So yeah, it, it, it's a cool book. Like the first, like I said, the first issue is good. Uh, the second issue came out. I haven't read it yet. So I do dig that. Number one's going to second printing. So if you missed it, you can ask your shops because second print's getting ready to happen. Um, I think that was, that was it that I had in my head. Mr. Esther came out, uh, issue one of it. I've read half of it. It is wild. That's the one with the assassin rabbit. That's the third best assassin. Um, it is, it is wild. I, I don't know what to think of it yet, but. Anyway, uh, copies of it came out this week, so time in the world, I mean, depending on you're listening to this. But I think that's it. Anything else in this round? No, that's it, man. Uh, thanks for having me. 45? Mm-mm. 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 So it's a key? The key! It's a key. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.